listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 98! Experimentation Center has just fallen silent as the devils, the horde of devils, the army of devils is what it was. A gathering of devils. The army of devils simultaneously disintegrated into thin air. But ash on the wind while well, you're inside. But ash on the air conditioning. Fan? On the air conditioning <laughs> draft. Ash in the ventilation system. No, but they are ash, in, ash the in the ventilation system. The filters. <laughs> the HVAC. HVAC. Yellow to red. As Taita Kasiqua, <laughs> in her golem form, has activated a failsafe that she had briefly explained, uh, destroying all those with uh, abyssal blood, infernal blood. I never remember which is devils, abyssal it's or infernal. infernal. Isn't it? Infernal. No. <coughs> infernal? The nine hells. Is infernal. infernal. Yeah, I think infernal. Abys- oh, because yeah. abyss is the abyss, that's where demons are. Oh, I guess it's in the word, abyssal. Yeah. Infernal oh. is less. Infernal. I think about it because the Spanish word is infierno, which is hell. Dante's mm. inferno. Mm. Well, Mr. Culture over here, as a uh, request, I'd love to see another shot of, uh, of Taita. That's clearly a three-language pun, and uh, so it's the Latin root of it all. Really, that's uh, really funny. So, anyway, so anyone with infernal blood. Did any of us die? Which in Spanish means I mean, hell. So, got kicked by Only people with intelligence of 14 Nobody, or just none of your that. group disintegrated when the weapon was active. Gravity didn't have a tiefling in the party. I mean, that would have been awful. I mean, Holy funny. I hope someone paid oil attention vein. to what happened to Oil Vein in his arm. That's, I mean, a, that's yeah. a bissel, if it's anything. No, it's like... Or it's like... Uh, we don't know, know what it is. Yeah. We didn't you, see it. It's actually none of you have any clue what it is. That's correct. It's just different. But did everyone, um, when she was talking about it did not. Blood, did everybody like look at Oil Vane? Ever like, since the day but it did. met Oil Vane and he was half drought, he's like, I've got to just not pay attention to a lot of this guy. <laughs> and that has, all that has that. really served him so strongly. I will love the half that I understand and ignore the rest. So just ignore the obvious. <laughs> Sue. Taita. Striding over to the group. Says, well, let's talk about your grandfather, shall we? And she leaves the room. Can I get a request? Can you get a request? May I make a request? You, you may make a request. You, I you mean, can request anything you want. Can I see the title art again? My my only request is that you never again ask to make a request and just. No, can I get a request? Is that what I said? So can, can, I, get I, what I, want? can I have my request filled? <laughs> <laughs> that, that will never that be depends. answered. That's a good point. That you're making me realize that I should have printed this. I'd like to request a request. As I've been doing with others. I but the Taita uh, yeah. so Golem, the orange yellowish glow of the orb spilling out through the hood pulled over the golem face so that nothing but a 
golden glow emanates from the... Especially threw a sheet on over her weird robot organic body. A long black uh, robe that almost looks like raiments falling all the way to uh, falling all the way to her uh, ankles, her boots. Big, uh, big black boots. Yes, the golem body was mostly black, and so her forearms and hands that you can see there—that is the—that is the the mostly metal um, body of the of the golem. So, yeah, the the body blends in with the with the black uh, outfit. Outfit with lots of gold uh, trim, gold uh, thread. Freaking deep mask. looks around to the group. To a man. Woman, child. Tapped. He looks totally beat. Tapped of her resources, just spent, bruised, wounded, bleeding, fatigued, mentally exhausted. He himself leaning on uh, on his hammer, having just struck those blows to break the ice and free Bearjaw from being pummeled. And he looks over to to Drustan, who is also in a very bad way, and he says. Come, cousin. Let's see if it's all worth it. Acknowledging the compromises that Drustin has made these here past weeks. Gives him a hand and walks out the door. Because Drustin's spent. And walks out the door with his cousin hand in hand. (coughs) Or arm in arm, I should say. Berja takes her mask off and stows it. It's more about support than it is romance. And she looks, like, worse somehow. Like... Oh yeah, what does she look like when she takes off the child mask? I mean, the the child version of her, I, I know this is how I'm establishing canon, but like, that body shows the damage on the person. Mm-hmm. But because she's bigger, the damage is also larger, so like, mm-hmm. larger injuries, larger bruises, larger cuts, like everything is kind of... Yeah, I don't know what the word is. Expanded. Large. Mm-hmm. Expanded on her, so it looks like what actually happened, which is she got the shit kicked out of her by a bunch of devils and, and a horse. Mm. She's definitely a big shiner, right where the horse kick went. Baron seeing mask coming off definitely takes his off as well because they are uncomfortable to wear for long periods of time. Right? So uncomfortable. Mm. Also, I am much taller now. And he looks over at Solitaire and says, Yeah, the cat's out to the bag now. Not that Solitaire has any idea what the hell Baron's saying, but he says it nonetheless. Derrida gives a thumbs up to Solitaire. Good job. Uh, she looks back and says, Oh, right. You. Uh, she walks up to Solitaire. This is awkward. And he sort of stands, like, awkwardly, like... like At attention. At attention, and uh, she says, As of now, you've been promoted to my personal guard, and uh, as such, you are... Uh, Pretty, not pretty, not obligated, but uh, uh, afforded. You are afforded. Uh, you are afforded to understand certain uh, state secrets that otherwise. Is she what? Tyson's voice. I am. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Subtle voice. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Just make sure I didn't. I didn't know. I, I'll. I didn't mean to slow your roll. Oh my god. All right. Uh, she should have a voice. And I'm okay with it as it is. All right, can be Greg's just voice. Leave it for now. <laughs> Go. Don't object. I did it out of help. I no, things up. I, I I I appreciate it. She sounds like an end German. Um, beep boop. I'm a robot. She does not sound like a robot at all. Beep boop. Uh, the okay. Um, afforded some privileges. Yeah. You have been afforded some privileges to uh, 
Privilege afforded uh, the, the privilege of understanding certain state secrets, such as those that walk about you now. Do you accept this position and all of the honor and responsibility that it cares, carries with it? That's all I tear. Awkwardly. Just like does. Oh, does the. um uh, What was it? This. This. Yeah. Does the, uh, the Kasiko salute, uh, putting his hand flat against his or perpendicular to his chest and nodding his uh, uh, head down, says. Very well. Accompany me. And he follows her. I will say he did himself quite right in that battle we've had. Uh, you know, Medal of Honor or whatever. He's certainly got me back on my feet when I was unconscious. A couple others as well. And threw quite some... I'm, well, he did. Hats off to you, sir. Good job. Uh, she stops and turns and says, I already promoted the man. And uh, heads... Just say it. <laughs> she says, now can any of you render aid here uh, to the wounded and dying? Uh, Who's dying? I could have yesterday. I don't take it. Uh, Hundreds of work my up a family spit right and now. the people that work for me are dying. I don't think that is our job. Beyond field dressings, I'm not much skill. I she mean, I could... says, field dressings will do. He says, he says uh, we, need right. to, we need to stop this lockdown immediately. I could work up a bondage. He says, stop the lockdown. Uh, and Mock happens to be circumstantially still wearing his mask, but he was like on the way to dressing down as well. And he kind of hesitates. He says, shall we resume our disguises? She turns around and says, oh, yes, I had almost forgotten. And she walks up to Oilvane. Have you removed the mask? Um, not yet. She points to Oilvane, who currently assumes the identity of the head of security of the Kasiko Experimentation Center, and she says, that one's gotta go. Find somebody that's, uh, that's beyond saving. Swap it out. What? And she, uh, and she moves. And she says, beyond saving. She looks to each of you. Beyond saving. Oh, that means I can get someone else? No more child for this. I didn't child. say you. I don't take orders Just, from you. Don't get me wrong. I'm on your side. I'm going to help you, uh, and I'm going to help you and dedicate all the powers at my disposal to uh, to do what we uh, to help you with what you have come here for. But these are my people, we'll and I find that your methods of getting here were likely to be necessary. But understood. Uh, it, it's Have been an unsavory uh, path. Morally bankrupt. <laughs> I'll get right on it. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, can you direct me to where the wounded would be? Oh, they're everywhere. I oh, mean, yeah. remember, like, they were slaughtered like, in the, the halls and, like... It passed to get here was, like, a murder range fest. Very good. Uh, she says, you'll need to get into some of the rooms, and uh, she walks back into the experimentation room. She looks around and she says, mm, let's see. And she starts opening drawers. Finally, she just opens a drawer and a bunch of different polyhedron shapes just like spill out. She grabs a handful of them and uh, walks over to a, uh, a little arcane station. Uh, she holds her hand, her golem hand over the top of it as some sigils rise up. She places the, uh, places the little dice-shaped uh, gems in there and then they start glowing and then the glowing fades. And she says, here you go. And uh, just, she rolls them onto a table. Are there medical supplies in here that I could use? She says, uh, solitaire, is it? And he says, ah, oh, yes, ma'am. And he says, uh, lead him to the, uh, lead him to the med bay. And he says, oh, of course. 
Uh, right this way. Uh, I, he doesn't know. He, he doesn't know what you're saying. <laughs> He's just for your name. Yeah. He Baron. This is a, a Baron, sir. And he should probably put us back on. No one is startle anyone, and puts the mask back on. And scream. and then he he like hesitates and says, "Should I? Should I still call you Baron?" Uh, and I he looks know. to Taita, and he looks to you. No, I don't know what this fellow's name. What's a? What, what are we calling him? I had a card for that guy. One I'm one. pretty broad. You guys had not stopped to learn the names no. of most people you've murdered. Oh, no, for sure. Scrim says, says, I didn't think you were Scrim using says, any real names. Just call I'm him an there. acceptable deep mascari name. And he says, and you slow down. You. All right, I'll call you Samuel. And uh, Samuel. Scrim said. Fine! <laughs> That's the voice of a Samuel. Says, Slow down there, Baldurk, and uh, puts his hand on your shoulder and uh, and slams the staff down a couple times. And you get 31 hit points back. Oh! Use them well, I rolled terribly. I burned out the whole staff! 31. Wait, you burned out the whole staff? Maka. Always leave a little bit in the chamber. Whoa. Mock says, he made a uh, jerk off symbol when he said that. Oh, he yeah. was pumping the staff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pumping right. the staff is a euphemism. Mock uh, briefly, quickly calls our attention. He says, uh, we, we ought to split up and let's make sure we know our priorities. Once we have some medical supplies, we want to try to revive any of those who can provide medical assistance to others. And then after that, those who are strong enough to bring the wounded to medical care. He says, if we can be a catalyst, we can we can continue to roll forward effective services <coughs> in, the, in the entire building. Let's be targeted about who we who we save. You just, and not get distracted by those who we come across first. You just tell me who to pick up and I will pick them up. He says, let's let's go. Scram, are you any good with a a bondage? <laughs> uh the uh Taita turns to Mock and she says, I've always thought the military dwarves were the best of you all. Uh, Mark uh, Nazar and he says, uh, "There's a lot of us to care for, and uh, we uh, we're well organized. Your people are as well." And he come, he remarks back. He says, "You are as well." She nods. She says, "Yes, yes." Um, so I would love to do really well at this, especially given the fact that we had a morally bankrupt way to get here. And she to, knows about that. We need to re- redeem ourselves. I'm passable with a bandage, but my most best spread out aid that I could give would be with the aid of... More witches. With the, would be the aid of the witches. Oh, very good. We can get them to you. We can probably get them pretty quick then. It's good for a little bit of healing. Forever. She says, your badges... Squeeze them twice. Oh, wait, well, I'm falling off. I'm making her voice different. That was close enough. Your badges. Squeeze them twice, and uh, uh, it'll broad- broadcast a message to all of us. Quick and easy communication, so long as we're in this place. Hmm. And she no. says, I'm going to check for any survivors. And she strides off very quickly as her golem legs take her at a very quick clip. Dance. Clip. Uh, yeah, I mean, do we want to go smash cut? Do we want to go, how, how do you want to do this? You said you wanted to do well at this. Yeah. So. Mock Ma- does. I don't you know. Ch- you want a chance. Ma- you want a chance to he, prove He's a little bit trying to rally people. Are people also feeling equally kind of engaged in this? 
Yeah, Baron, what's, what's Baron the sentiment? Sport. What's the sentiment? I'm seeing some, some different things. Uh, oil vein, in terms of like the. Uh, <coughs> like, we're ready to go. Like, she's trying to like save people. Mox, like, let's, let's go. Like, yeah. let's, let's coordinate. Let's. Oil vein says, uh, if, yeah, if you find anybody that needs the misery being put out, just let me know. Let me know. <laughs> come he with casually us. says it. Yeah, Should he, come he goes with, with you. Because yeah. he needs to swap his mask out. Mask. He, he's taking his mask off. Yeah, he needs to. <clears throat> or just give us the mask. Scrim leans yeah. close to you. Actually, he, he, Scrim can tell yeah, yeah. when Mock is trying to assess. So I'll just I'll I'll say it instead of just uh, speaking to his brain. Um, and he says, uh, uh, "I'm happy to help these people in any way in any way I can." I'm still not sure about this Taita. Not what I expected. What are you worried about? He, he, he nods. He nods. Shadesley is. And she's gone. She's out it's, of here. So. Yeah. It, it's too late for doubts. Yeah, she's it's, a new friend. He's just, he's just not saying we don't listen to her. I'm curious what our next steps will be. He says, uh, we're not any closer. And he looks over Justin and he says, hope it was worth it. All right. I'm going to It takes a while to comb through the facility and, uh, and find the uh, and find those that are injured and dying and help them one way or another through this difficult period in their life. And uh, Mock clearly leading the, uh, leading the relief effort here to, uh, to provide aid in the most efficient way possible. Mock has, Mock has been in this situation. Probably countless times before. This is it. The battle is won, and the number of uh, the number of deaths that are going to come out of it could be changed right now, and in and in the minutes that come can be all the difference. Casualties are basically a third of combatants. Fatalities a third of that. These are like numbers that are talked about when you like at like the high levels and. Is, Mock has been an order taker. This is specifically the kind of ways he's participated. He's not at these strategic tables, like moving miniatures on the board. He's he was a first and second level leader. So it's like, here's what we're doing. Get it done as fast, as fast as possible. So, if you would like to have him talk about that, yeah. And Mock says, uh, as as they as they're going room for room to room, it's a lot of kind of. It's fast pace. It's uh, that one. Uh, prop him up. Better job. Get back as quick as you can. Can you take one more? Oh, can yeah. you take two more? Yes. Like <laughs> five, six people that she's carrying at a time. Like leaving all of her load. Like uh, with 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 scrim. It's just like all right, where where, where do you put where do you put up your healing station where we can get the most people to you when uh, and and uh, when there's a, a break in that he he kind of stands back a little grim face and he says. The butcher is told. He says it never. He says it. It never bothered me. But uh, but it never. But it always made me think after the fact. Because this is essentially the largest battlefield they've been on. And uh, the crew, not you, not Mock. No, not Mock. The, the crew. Right. Uh, and he's he's yeah. Again, he's, he's he's efficient as he talks about it. And he says <coughs> it does bring back some memories. And as I said a week ago. Never thought I'd be back in this. I never thought I'd be I'd be right back where I started. He says, I hope it's worth it. Mark, go ahead and give us a... 
Well, it's going to be medicine. Yeah. Wisdom medicine check. I'd love for coordinating to, these efforts. I want to uh, just to represent some of my mechanics. The the healing spirit is there doing this, but while I'm focusing on that, I'm planning on using the lucky cricket to give someone a D4. So I don't know. Maybe it makes more sense to do it with Baron for his thing. Yeah, Baron's trained in medicine, and uh, he like has worked as the many many years actually giving a less. Organizing huge relief efforts, more like here's a person who needs aid. Right. So then I'll, I'll plan on you having the the guidance, the, the D4 bonus, and then yeah, I'm not sure. All right, mock. Yeah. Coordinator. Oh, sorry. That's a nat twenty right there. That's a good first roll. They're all healed. Everyone. What's the Eric wanted to do well. Total is. Everyone comes back to life. Twenty-one. Oh wow! Nice. Rolling a, rolling a 21 on a skill you only have a plus one on is, uh... It's the only way to get there. It's a feather in your cap. Uh, it's it's the only way to get there. It's good as it gets. There's not a lot of other options for it. No, no, not a lot. Alright. Uh, I mean, as you described, Mach goes to action. This is... He just immediately in his instinct. element. Uh, instinct kicks in. He's coordinating. You know, and, you know, anyone well trained in, you know, that has, that has been around in these sort in a, a military situation for long knows that that leadership just has to fall on whoever's there to be able to do it. You know, a, a, a fighting unit has to be able to handle the <coughs> unexpected loss of anyone in the unit. And here Mach is just immediate, like he's a leader. He didn't always serve as the leader in all situations, but can fall into it as naturally as. And I'll say that maybe the, with the luck factor here, right? Cause it can play a lot of ways. The luck factor here is that with Solitaire's help, as soon as people are brought back, uh, administered the healings they need, the key people that we luckily find, we find some people who are higher level, like like med- medicine trained or healers of themselves, and that you know because of the the ally of, of Solitaire are able to quickly fall into the, the the coordinated efforts that we have, and it just rolls forward and 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 very quickly. You know, our small numbers become double and triple the size, and you know, you know the, the the care extends, you know, in order of magnitude quicker in much less time than expected. And it's easy enough. Well, it's it's disturbingly easy to find a poor soul that whose poor best help that you can help them, the the, the best help you can give them, is to end it quickly for them by way of consuming their identity into a magic mask. <laughs> the way everyone would like to go <coughs> should they be well. lethally gutted by a devil. He has a tattoo that says do not resuscitate put oh, my that's... face in a mask. <laughs> Remember me. His, his um, license says donating What does, uh, what does Elevain get? Uh, what kind of person? What kind of person? To pick? You should roll on a team. There are a lot of dying. Not to pick from. Uh, well... Can I roll? Can I, can I, I mean, roll? Yeah, I I, I'm asking you. I don't care how you make the yeah. decision. Even odds, male, female. Yeah, I think well, that would help because, like, okay. I would just say I want the coolest person. Okay, let's let's go odds. We can go male, random, evens, female. You can, go, pull, you can get help from around the table. What is what is all things? Uh, like a card too from the. We have a cool deck. Oh uh, yeah, we could do a random pull from the card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we got that deck over there. Buying a. You tell me what you want to do. Yeah. This is on you. I'm giving random. you. You tell me who. Because I like what, the idea of the surprise right now. I think, I'd like I think to, it's in that blue bin in there. You want to get a random, a know, random I'll face? It, I'll figure out why it appeals to Will. Look around the table like what was the, you get a what is diamond. Some of these man. wouldn't make sense for being a mascari. We can read you off. That's the case. What is the what is what was Titus' requirement again? 
They made the person who's dying. already dying. Already dying. That was okay. That yeah, was yeah. yeah. Not the yeah. Saving. Did not want you to kill somebody That's and it. take their identity, and you had to stop being who you were. Waiting for you to put your finger in. Okay. Well. Whoa, that's kind of crazy. Wait, wait. <laughs> you both reacted. So <laughs> I mean, that seems like a good one. You that's both reacted. That's, yeah, that's a keeper. Like oil vein picks are the most insane. You get to decide why that person looks that way. Because they've been attacked by a devil. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait. No, no, like they were definitely way. beyond saving. Uh, Just throw it on the camera. I feel like oil. The way oil vein interpreted is just like. He, in all senses Very of the word of literally. saving, it's like, he thinks to himself, I can't really, I mean, I couldn't say, this person couldn't be saved from the devils and from dying, but they also look like they couldn't be saved from themselves. <laughs> this person is fascinating as fuck. This person <laughs> has a, just a, like, after oil vein consumes the face, which, which makes the body be healthy, as healthy as <laughs> you are currently. This still has a sickly green hue yes. to it. There's a little bit of foam coming from the corners of yeah, oil veins. Someone in an experimentation lab. Of oil veins like mouth. <laughs> there are lesions uh, in the face and body and down the arms and uh, in all visible areas. The clothing, though, is uh, uh, the clothing is uh, somewhat common. Deep mascari, uh, deep mascari articles of clothing. Uh, kind of fits in with it. Everyone expresses themselves a little bit differently, you know, call it jeans and a t-shirt or whatever. But, uh, more like a cloak and a pantaloons. And, but yeah, but this definitely looks like sickly. And you see as you're moving around and observing the dead and the living, that's not the only person who kind of has this look <coughs> that you've seen in this place. Is it... And he's just a little bit like foaming at the corners of his mouth. It like dribbles down the chin just slightly. <laughs> patient of the facility. <laughs> looks looks poorly. Wow. Oh, Vane like shrugs his shoulders. And, All right. Puts the mask on his face, and then pumps yeah, several uh, fireballs. Did we show it on the camera? <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's a pretty clear picture on the stream there. Uh, so there you go. Now it's on the Unpleasant camera. person. Okay, sorry, mate. Okay, so the deck of many things. Just put that right. Give yeah, it. There we go. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all right. I may regret this deeper. choice. The deck. Uh, the deck gives us many things. Many. Things. So it's the Facebook. So many regrets. It's, it's a wonderful. It's wonderful. We're gonna keep it out here because we're gonna use it more. The Facebook. So. Uh, <laughs> Mock is just completely in his element, and as uh, and as you mentioned, like you've got just like the right cards lined up to make this work. How's everyone helping? Uh, Baron is. I also remember that I have a spare the dying cantrip, which is really helpful. Just instantly is, stabilize a person. That is dying. Give give us a whole explanation with uh, <clears throat> yeah, narrative flavor. Yeah, Baron is uh, yeah. is exhausted, uh, and. But but he still is able to call on a little bit of the power of the Morden, and uh, you know just as you see these people and like just you know brief layout of hand and every single one he is exhausted and yet he still keeps on going. Aww. His his limits are being pushed today, uh, as far as the pow- amount of divine glory that he can withstand. Well, let's see how much. Okay. 
Roll the die. Oh, I'm gonna roll. Yeah. I, wasn't, I, didn't, I thought this was just talk. I didn't oh, realize no, no, it was no. a thing. It is talk, and now it's um, roll a medicine check. Okay. Me. Add a d4. Add a d4. And you got the plus d4. Right, I thought I said roll, but I didn't. Lucky crazy. Uh, Okay, not bad. That's going to be... Uh, where's that skill? Uh, plus eight, so that's 20. Wow. Yeah. Nice. A 20 from Baron. How about Bear Jaw? What's Bear Jaw Bear, Bear Jaw is picking up and transporting anybody that Mock points at. Forrest Gump. So like the heroic scene. five people, six people, as many people as she can physically carry at one time. She 400 pounds plus of people. Oh yeah, I mean that's doable. Brings everything. healing things seems more like he needs heavy. people in a single area. So it's like humans. bring people to Scream Corps. Right, so she's, she's booking it. Quickly moving heavy loads. All right, go ahead and uh, give it an athletics check. Cool. Yeah. That is a 22. That's amazing. And she is bringing these heavy loads of, uh, uh, heavy of loads. dying people to yeah, Scrimcorn. Yeah. Multiple loads. Really what is Scrimcorn doing? So Scrimcorn uh, is basically being brought uh, wounded, writhing people... Uh, I assume. I'm just a manhandling I my <laughs> Either unconscious or or pleading to be to be helped or pleading to just let them die, depending on how bad they feel like their injuries are. Can I make a contribution that these are not just casualties of battle, but people who are being tortured and played with by devils? This is true. Like mm-hmm. they're like grisly outcomes beyond just mere combat. And and if I understand this correctly, um. This isn't like the enforcers and like soldiers area. These are like basically these are scientists. scientists. These are scientists. Yeah. It's yeah. more, much more scientists Sleep. than soldiers. And there were some guards. We've been talking about the size, but like not, just, not not the majority. Just to get the image of it a little bit more, um, uh, we talk about this is a bigger, bigger place of all these casualties and wounded people. Even if we don't have the number, but roughly how big is the number of people in this facility? Hundreds. Hundreds. So how it is, large is the facility? Of, yeah. Many levels. Think um, of like a Costco warehouse, but like three stories. Wow. So like three Costco warehouses, like Costco, or like there's like, you want to think of levels in there or something. Yeah. Um, stories. Okay, so I just wanted to understand. So like, an it's like, <laughs> like when they're being brought in, there's just like rooms full of people on you know makeshift hospital kind of uh, 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 triage kind of center thing. So Scrim is going from person to person, and he's and he's helping, and he's not. Um, he doesn't dislike them, but Scream is not a healer uh, by trade or, or by training. Um, his bedside manner is terrible. So he's just kind of coming by, and like someone's like, uh, uh, been just out here, and he's like, hold still, and just like that while the, while the translucent figure of a withered old woman cackles over his shoulder um, and uh, wounds clothes, being knit clothes through... Uh, Moss and Wait, mine. Can you tell me how well I do the healing spirit hack? Because everyone tried to do it last week. And oh, so there was. Okay, Greg, you, you did great. Yeah. You did great. Like, yeah. there, there's a genetic factor there. Okay, that's pretty good. It's very little air coming out of lungs. That's that's key. That's key. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a lot of strain. A wizard. A little bit of wheezy. Dusty crone. The master class. Um, that's very good. Uh, I was curious who or how many people contributed to the the cackle attempt. Um, I think everyone threw out a cackle. I'm so happy. I didn't know this. Cheap. I don't forget. I am going to find that part of the clip. And then I believe the phrase. Oh, it must be a lobster. 
was thrown out. Oh, mm. Maybe. <laughs> so natural. Ah, uh, yes, he loves cackle. Um, everything I have, I have this cackle. I want the, I want the, the Corona bit is creepy. Like, she's like... Um, well, like she's, sure. I mean, she's just There's kind a little, of a little, like, little Let's keep it going, let's keep it going. There's some um, action. So, uh, so Scrim, it doesn't, you know, he's just, he's just holding people still while, while the translucent, uh, figure holding over him still. is there, and like, I said, like, small vines kind of sprout out of their flesh and, like, knit these wounds closed, and the moss kind of goes over abrasions and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, an unpleasant thing, and I imagine, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's weird. It's, it's, it's swamp magic. It's very clearly swamp magic. What does Scrimcorn say in his deep mascari <clears throat> form for everyone has their masks back on? Right. That was, hopefully, um, an obvious requirement as soon as you started reviving people. Indeed. Um, and, uh, what does he say when one of the deep mascari medics who is, like, uh, helping out in this area and says, and says, uh, Oh, how would they ask? Oh, let me. Who I need to think. Of, I need to think of a deep mascara. What the fuck happened? You're not familiar with that kind of uh, technique. Oh, right, right. I'm not familiar with that technique. And he says, "Where did you learn that from?" Scrim. The land of Nanya. Looks at him, and uh, and in deep mascara he says, "You'd be better off forgetting I was ever here." And uh, his eyes go, his eyes go wide, and he just immediately like doesn't look at Scrimcorn for the rest of the entire time in here. Just like this is a very hyper hierarchical organization. North Korea, someone says, "I was never here." You're like, (laughs) above my pay grade. Um, uh, perfect, because that's not Scrim being badass. He does not want to be followed. Wait, that wasn't. Oh, that was Scrim being badass. But that is never his goal. <laughs> That's the most badass of all. That's what makes it so badass. <laughs> uh, yes, and uh, and basically lends uh, Baron the, the lucky cricket for that for the bonus there. But um, what do you think? Does the cricket uh, have a name? So lucky. Is it lucky the cricket? You guys, anyway, you like keep, keep going. Keep going. It does have a name. Did you roll? I do want to know. Uh, I have not rolled. Um, I just want a medicine check, or I'd love to focus on the spell, but I don't know. Uh, uh, no, no, spell. it's um. You do. You're, you're focusing on medicine. It's okay. medicine. It's me, the medicine here is is, is about trio. you know knowing how to prioritize like who needs help like because you can only like get so many people through this and bear jaws bringing in stacks of people. Stacks of people. Stacks on stacks. If you had like a skill representing your magic ability, maybe that. Yeah, but I feel like it's uh in recognizing where the wounds are and how I can see it. That's a natural oh. one. That's a natural one. Oh. <clears throat> you kill so, more people than you <laughs> what, what goes on in here? Like, what's the um, version to which match? What's the total though? Uh, four. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, so Scrim is kind of uh, letting the witches. His, maybe his, his bedside manner kind of kind of comes up in that they have moss growing on them, they have vines growing in them, but the witches are. Don't tell Scrim. Not totally benevolent. Um, and uh, and uh, maybe the, the magic is still applied, but it's just not in the right spot. It goes it goes a little haywire, and um, uh, yeah, it's like guys are guys they're all healed are, now, but they all have cancer. You know, they, yeah, they get like <laughs> a tumor kind of things, or they or yeah, they are coming in like them. like Eric Infections. said. The people that are coming in, a lot of them, they've been killed by, killed and toyed with by devils. So you're finding people with skin flayed off, uh, jaws like ripped off and dangling from one side, just like 
not dead, but like maliciously like tortured. And in place of that flayed skin is growing back like a layer of moss, but not skin. Like, will function as it, but it is just moss there. Moss skin. It's not growing back skin. The jaw grows back as like a tree branch going through it, and you can't really move his jaw. With the old jaw still there. I've created a freak squad. It's like there's, like there's, 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 there's a price to the creature. I'm so happy. Yeah, this like, is a better uh, result than I could have asked for. Thank uh, you. It's, 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 like, it's like bark. Yeah. It's kind of just like this is, people are sad that you healed them. <laughs> <laughs> Some also, of them. I imagine all these people the, kicked by horses. And the deep mascari who had asked the question, who's in here like being an assistant, is like turning like paler and paler as he's just like helping and his motions are just becoming like more just robotic and like you go here and you go here okay you've got bark skin now and you're gonna go over trying there trying to forget what he's saying right, tree face okay. as he sees it yeah exactly he's like pushing he's it out of his mind he's compartmentalizing as he yeah. his eyes are just glazed over and he's, he's a proficient like assistant down. in this situation not joking I would like if we're as we're doing this, maybe Baron's doing his own thing. I would like to know, maybe afterward during uh, a smoke sesh, I would like to hear Baron's thoughts on this as we're splitting. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have opportunity. So good, good call. Keep for it sure. in mind. Oil vein. What are you doing, if anything, to help with the triage effort? Uh, Oil vein is uh, following the various members of the crew. Sometimes he follow, he follows uh, uh, Scrimcorn, and then like he'll be like standing over Scrimcorn, watching, and then Scrimcorn will look at him and just like shake his head. <laughs> And then Loyal Vane will shrug his shoulders and kneel down and pump several fireballs into their belly as they... Oh. Yeah. He's, Wait, so can I get another face, or...? Oh, no, he just kind of... That's just his thing. He's got the face... There's other alive Deepa Mascari in here. Yeah, yeah, and he's putting other people out of, out of their misery. Yeah, he's putting right. people there's, out of their no, misery. There's no space to obviously make that transaction, I think is what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's like these are people who are obviously... You're going like, way out of your way to do it, but you, yeah. you, were, you were assisting with the triage effort. Yeah. I know, as a child... The people that are too far gone. Oh, that's right. <laughs> hey, again, I think we're taking a note from Don't script. ask Anyone questions. Anyone who asks too many questions, like, gets quickly pushed off of that line of thinking. Well, Bear doesn't oh, yeah. even speak their language, so if she did speak, it would just be... She's not even answering. She's yeah, bringing the wounded to the doctors. Like, no one can really question All of the don't fuck with me bear jaw, like, facial expressions. Face. And when a young child... On a surly child. Well, hang on, yeah. let's, let's keep it on oil vein, please. Sorry. Oh, that was about it, yeah. He's just kind of uh, doing some of people. the dirty work, yeah. Doing some of the dirty work. Yeah. Um, exactly, then... Because yeah. these people have been tortured. Some of them are screwed. I feel fine! Some people have no skin. Oh, oh you're about to die! That's, a, that's another medicine check because the main thing you're the main thing you're doing here is it's it's about it's about humanely dealing with people. It's about identifying the right people that this is truly the fate that they deserve and not raising suspicion as you do so because if you do that shittily, you're just killing people. That is true. Yeah. Um, people didn't want to do that. So medicine is still the main the main uh, principle that's coming. It's into not players. like they're like neighbors who snitch or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. you you yeah. pumping a couple of fire bolts. <laughs> into the belly of someone who is so dying that even magical healing can't bring them back. They're like, doesn't me. take a lot of skill to do. It's Sincerely. identifying who you should do that to. That's right. And, and hey, it does take a certain sort of like metal what, what to be roll? able to oh, do no. that. Oh, he misidentifies <laughs> several people and murders them. So what's your total? Uh, two. It's a two. The you curse of dead yeah. strikes you again. Wish to die. So in the scrimcorn and oil vein room, the, the living it, it is it is not it is not a surgeon goblin shurigan. He's like, hey, wait, wait, did you did you nod your head that time? 
Orphan is just killing just, people and Shrimpon is just turning people into abominations like, we're helping! I thought, I thought, you, I thought this person was too far Good lord. <laughs> it's just another torture room. Are you sure? Are you screams. Oh well. I mean, <laughs> more screams coming from our room I than mean, from when the devils were there. Seriously, tell me next time. <laughs> like, make it your next time. That I know. Wait a minute. So oh what God. you missed, what you missed, Kevin, <laughs> yeah. is that uh, Mock, Baron, and Bearjaw are doing a phenomenal job assisting uh, <laughs> in the triage efforts in this Just place, the table. getting the wounded that are not. Baron uh, is stabilizing uh, people. He's stabilizing oh, people. Is it the people are sliding out of the pods or what people? No, all oh, the oh, hundreds yeah, of the, people that have been facility. slaughtered in this facility. That's so, right. I get it. As Bearjaw has been carrying people to a sort of medical center. Uh, Baron's been stabilizing people in the hallways, and Mock's been coordinating it all as a uh, as a tactician, as a sort of this is a, a very very familiar battlefield um, effort when a battle is done, right? And um, but in the Scrimcorn uh, oil vein room, Scrimcorn's uh, uh, healing hag is healing people in grotesque ways, <coughs> growing moss Wonderful. and bark instead of skin and tree branches and swampy shit. A little Cronenberg-esque. And uh, those that work in this place Crones. that are little Cronenberg. Very Cronenberg. And, and Oilvein is taking the, the, uh, the, the very uh, somber duty of swiftly uh, bringing relief to those that are beyond saving but oil vein, um, I mean, there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things going on. So there's some misidentification of who Is needs this treatment. Keep coming out and like just uh, grabbing people. No, no. Yes. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a torture chamber in their yeah, medical yeah. room, and so premature. The one deep mascara assistant there, who is a medical professional, um, is, has just like hurting his eyes. His eyes have glazed over. He's just like going through the routines, but not making eye contact with them. That's my new face. And that's his ah. new face. Oh, Taita uh, said that he needed to uh, get a new face. Yeah, and that was the one that oh, randomly. Finally, <laughs> it's the one mask that actually yeah. copies it, what it, they it, look he like. He actually when they die. is sickly green skin with yeah. lesions and Perfect. foaming at the corners and dripping down. Oh, so that's the face of the person. Who's in the medical center <laughs> pumping fireballs <laughs> into people's bellies? Yeah. Is yeah. this? Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> Sleep now, forever. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Oh, whoa! That's what he sounds. So like. disturbing. Oh, oh, oh. my cloud! Are you serious, brother? Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> dozens are saved. Hundreds. <coughs> are dead. Uh, I mean, the majority of the people in this facility were beyond saving before you showed up. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, the, the walls are painted with their blood. It's, you saw it's, uh, murders. Yeah, you saw, you saw it go down. Um, and the to save as many of you did uh, speaks to the fast efforts and the coordination of Mock and, and Baron and Bearjaw working together. Really, your three efforts really, like, Really is why so many people survived. Your three efforts and only your three efforts. That's <laughs> yeah, we um, <laughs> we almost we almost had you guys, but you were able to heal more than we yeah, should. Pretty much all the people that Baron stabilized and just like keep him here. Bearjaw, you take him to Scrimcorn. To they his death. An average of three. Well, Bearjaw is across the board. Bearjaw's seeing what they're a doing. A pair of cousins like... get picked up and they say they're taking us to heal. Okay, you go into Baron's, you go to Scrimcorn. No, no, no. <laughs> I choose the devil. I'll find you. Leave me. I'll find you. Leave me. 
<laughs> All right, so. <laughs> it takes an hour. Pretty fucking raw. <laughs> it takes an hour or two to get through all of this. It's uh, it's a large place, and there's a lot uh, to save. And um, eventually you get to the point where you've got enough people that you've helped to get up who are helping <laughs> help the others. That okay. Now you've just got this, you've just got this, uh, uh, you got this ball rolling, and it's happening. And if there's anyone left, they're going to get found. Um, there's not much more, not much more good you can do by continuing to be uh, involved. A leader who's much more suited to this has, has emerged, right? Like, yeah, the facility, and Mox is like, uh, you're, yeah, you know, obvi- obviously it's you now, not me. You each have a polyhedron uh, badge uh, that they've, uh, their resonances have been attuned to each other, and. Uh, if you uh, squeeze it twice, it lets you speak to all other, uh, to the others of your group plus Taita. Um, what do you need to get out? Dice. Oh, your dice in there? No. Just press the bowl. I did not bring anything. Oh, you need the dice the bowl. The dice bowl. The handles here. Open. Ha-ha. Mm-hmm. All right. <coughs> so... Did Taito tell us about our grandpa yet? Not at all. Nope. No, zero. Damn you, Taito. She gave us tasks. You guys keep saying that, but like, like a whole bunch of people dying. They're like her family. But you guys only trust in saying that over and over <laughs> yeah. again. Half of us are like neutral alignments. <laughs> uh, wait, only trust in saying what over and over again? Tell like, like, oh, t- tell us, tell us, tell us. I see, I see. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Come on! How yeah. about now? Are right. enough people <laughs> saved now? I mean, <laughs> kill more. Uh, Scrim's helping, from his point of view. Oh my god, he I, saw, I saw park. the picture. I mean, they're not dead. Dead. They just the strict plan words. You planted some seeds here. Wah, wah. Literally. Literally. Oh, I hope not. Uh, scrim seeds. Dark. This is how good berries are. Made. You get a message through your crystals. You get a message through your badges. Taita's voice. It vibrates right on your sternum. Vibrates right on your sternum, allowing you to hear. Uh, allowing you to hear it through the vibrations moving through your body, but the voice must be very, very faint to anyone uh, standing nearby. Bone conducting. That is, uh, yes. And Tatch's voice says, Meet me at the front door. I'm gonna lift the lock down. We're gonna have to do a little talking. We? A little. Mock says, We trust you. Time to show it. Uh... As you all make your way to the entrance, the place you originally came in, the place where you met Solitaire. Um, Did we wind up taking his space? Say again? Did we wind up taking Solitaire's space? No, he's alive and well. Whoa. Solitaire has been promoted to a personal bodyguard of Taita Kasiqua and is now afforded the uh, uh, state secrets. Um, And she said that you all are a state secret. You seem to walk. Yeah, too much. Who's that? Are killing him, so. He's good. Baron would have been happy with that. And uh, back to the door. Taita, Taita Golem is already waiting for you there. And she says, "Okay, I'm. 
I'm going to lift the lockdown now, and uh, there are going to be a lot of questions, but just let me handle that. Please just stay here as a group. I will be talking about you, but I do not want you to respond when I speak about you. Do you understand? All right. Mm-hmm. So we just stand here and say nothing. That's right. That's right. It's a shove. Easily done. All right. And uh, she puts her golem hand onto one of the little arcane uh, arcane panels, and uh, you hear a bunch of like grinding gears as the devil iron gates start lifting from the door and windows of this place, letting, well, not natural light in, come to think of it. Natural, <laughs> natural as far as they care. They might Letting the, the sights from outside uh, be seen from inside is really what happens. As the iron gates lift up and Taita, uh, Taita then uh, uh, moves her hand in a, in a clockwise fashion on the little control panel as the doors slide open. Standing outside is dozens of Kasequa guards, wands raised, pointed at the uh, uh, pointed at the entrance, and uh, she puts her uh, golem hands up. He says, "I am Taita Kasequa." He says, uh, "Oh, I didn't have her title." Now she just says, "This is Taita Kasequa. The facility has been secured. The failsafe has been uh, the failsafe has been." Uh, activated. There are many casualties. We need assistance. And uh, all of a sudden, just an explosion of voices uh, come out asking questions as they move forward. He says, he says, come, see to the wounded. He says, get assistance. He says, uh, she says, we have procedures for this. Everybody, act professional. And uh, at that, everyone sort of like snaps into professional mode and they start just filing into the facility. But many of them are like talking and whispering to each other. Like the discipline seems to be uh, the discipline seems to be a little bit shaky given the extreme situation. But she looks back to you all and says, See, easy enough. Bear didn't understand anything she was saying, so <laughs> oh, that's true. She's like, don't worry, these traitors will be killed in my grinder later. Like permanent tongues in this spot. Traitor grinder. My traitor grinder. Alright, be careful. Yeah, don't move. Uh, in fact, guys, step over a little bit on top of that giant X. Uh, a little bit left. There you go. Oh, crowd in, crowd in. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Do you mean beneath this anvil? This enormous <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Enormous. Uh, <laughs> Rim doesn't say. Anything. Yeah, we all. <laughs> we all just die, including it's good corn. I like they've been like, how much spikes. less suspicious gonna be? Like, just like seven strangers just stay there. <laughs> not saying anything. And a child. And a child, covered in blood. And, uh. Taita looks to each of you as people are streaming by and she says, Now come, I have a quiet place for us to talk. And she leads you. Through the experimentation center, the the uh, uh, the activity in this place has just exploded. There are uh, there are people in every hallway. You've got now all the people from outside are just streaming in to uh, to assist in this place. Looks like all of the experimentation center uh, room doors have been just locked open for the time being as they move around. And she says, this is going to be a security nightmare as she rubs her robot face as she uh, <laughs> continues to lead you through. On a brief side, did we see anything truly disturbing or really 
really kind of like advanced, like really kind of mind betting or kind of awe striking. A lot of the, a lot of the um, experiments. Yes, yes, but hard to hard to take in what it is because so many things were damaged so heavily in this attack. You know, things were ripped apart. Uh, the 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 arcane power flowing through uh, a lot of these places that you know was was cut off, and uh, so that's. It's almost like a fun house. You throw open a door, it's just like the void. You throw up another door, it's like a shark in water for the whole room. Throw up a door, there's this rod with lightning striking it that seems to be attracting the lightning away from other things. Can I understand? Yeah. Okay. So like strange, strange effects, strange substances, strange creatures, but just no time. And, no and, clear and, dwarven and forges of magic. Potency. Nothing that's cohesive. It's all just completely rendered. Like, uh, yeah. I wish I had more specific. <laughs> no, no, no. I, didn't have I think we're all putting stuff. it into it. I just, yeah. I wanted to establish kind of really like, is this some sort of menagerie, or is it just like a bunch of petri dishes? Like, it's just a bunch of broken glassware and like fucking test tubes. Is what I was trying to. I would imagine there. things like the giant fleshy thing dripping green ooze yeah. down. That's yeah. probably not unique. <laughs> okay. Uh, not yeah, standard. yeah. That's 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 a good that that's a good way of contextualizing it. Yeah, these like pods, but much like that pod room was with the big fleshy thing. It's like you kind of look at it and you go, okay, what? <laughs> like yeah. that's so weird. People that are I, dying. I don't. I can't really. I, I couldn't take a glimpse of that and then describe it to someone later because yeah, it's an advanced I don't form have a, of a basic technology that I still don't understand. And you don't know <laughs> if it's right. a successful experiment or a failed one. <laughs> Also, there's a lot in the open one. There's a flesh pot just going, kill me! <laughs> I just go, okay, it checks out. It's still working. That's still working. That's a good one. <laughs> like, I'm glad that didn't get it's, destroyed. It's Dr. Seuss. Yeah. It's true. So, Dr. <laughs> she leads you to the, uh, uh, she leads you to the bottom floor. Long end of a hallway where there's much less activity as the, uh, just a lone grinder. The hallway goes down and makes a little U at the end of uh, uh, U at the end of the hallway. Here, there's an experimentation room off to the side that you see someone, a couple people moving into. Uh, but there's a door that has been, or a doorway that's been uh, smashed and bent inwards. And as uh, as it comes into sight, as she's leading you down this, uh, remember these these hallways are like they're kind of like some metal, but a lot of concrete is what we were saying, like a, mm. a concrete like thing, rebar yeah, reinforced like, yeah. uh, type thing, and. As she looks at it and she says, Ah, oh, uh, she says, Curse the dark, I thought this would be safe from them. As, uh, uh, as she puts her golem hand in, like, like, tries to push the door forward, but only bends it a little bit. Then she looks to Bearjaw Child, and she says, Could you, uh, fix this door? punches the door so hard. The door, the door just smashes off its hinges and uh, falls to the ground. And inside, you see a large experimentation room, as you've uh, come to see them called. There are, uh, this one is, this one is looking different. It is, it is very dark in here. It doesn't have any of its lights turned on. There's a, there's a, there's a smell of, besides the smell of, um, devil 
that is now permeating everywhere here. It's sulfurous. There's an underlying sulfurous. smell of just uh, stale air of dust. It's a stagnant, mm. uh, a stagnant stuffiness to this place. Like you can feel a little bit of relief, especially as now the door is completely open. Um, but there's a. This room must have not. Uh, no one must have been in here for it's very quite strange a while. to have a hallway feel like fresh air compared to the room you just stepped into. Yes, yes, that and that that contrast is is certainly notable. In the middle of the uh, in the middle of the room is a what was once uh, well on a, on a small little metal uh, pedestal is a cylindrical green glass, but it is cracked with a uh, a viscous liquid all around the ground. And she says, uh, "Don't touch that. That's a problem." And she goes around and looks at all of the. There are a bunch of desks in here uh, with three or four. Well, there were four, now there are three because one of them has been smashed to splinters. Uh, wooden chairs on wheels. And. Ooh! Uh, uh, Wheelchair. And she takes one of the chairs and, uh, and she moves it around. She says, My invention. <laughs> and she sits down into Rock it. like, The next lab I build will have these. Wooden <laughs> chairs. I could make a fortune off of these. And uh, she sits down in the uh, she sits down in the chair and then just kicks her legs up onto a desk and she says, "This is my uh, lair." Says this is Project Potterian. What? 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 Pottery She says, "I built this place after a rune deal gave me that gem." Oh, and she gem. says, Baron takes a seat. He's been walking a lot and he's tired. I like that. There's only one chair left. Who's grabbing the third chair? I like that these chairs are also like ergonomic, so they just like fit your spine really well, but they're weirdly shaped. So it's hard to figure out how to sit in them if you're not experienced. Mock gestures to dress them to have a seat. Drew seems so excited. He's like pacing. He's like, (laughs) man, I kind of was so close. Mock takes a seat. Sits on the floor as he prefers. Oil things on the floor. We <laughs> yeah. did a great job back there, prefers brother. Prefers the floor. Nine out of nine. Just Just three hundred years ago. It was three hundred years ago. Right? Yeah. Going based on that. That's what we. Huh? Yeah. That's what we yeah. keep yeah. saying. That okay, good. So, just three hundred years ago, Arundel sent me this gem. Um, uh, and uh, she lo- she instinctually like looks over to the wall. Says. Good. They didn't get to it. Baron so looks to the direction that she <laughs> looks. Uh, you see, uh, there's just a uh, uh, inset into the wall is like a metal uh, a metal door with a uh, intricate it's a intricate lock. It's a vault. Okay. And looking around as you do, you you see a lot of uh, uh, you see gouges and scrapes like claws must have just come through here. The door was only like bent inward, so something must have scurried inside here and just started ripping things up. Um, it doesn't look like the kind of damage that was in some of the other rooms where like big ass ice devils were just obliterating things, uh, but something came through and, and, and fucked things up. The living cheese grater was just, you know, checking things out. And, uh... Horrifying. So I built this place... He says, to study it. And I did for about a hundred years before I mothballed the project. Because it's a... It's a deep, deep, deep mascari phrase. Is that like a flea bowl? 
Their fall, other moths are so large. You ate it? And, uh, <laughs> and she just takes a deep breath in. She makes, she mimes, she pantomimes taking a deep breath in. Breathing. As she looks around and says, Still to this day, my greatest shame. What? What a few hundred years? Let's complete the research now. So you don't know then? I don't know what. Well, I don't know whatever you were trying to find out. He says, I know some. The purpose of the gems, the danger our clans are in. She shakes her head and says, I don't think your clans are the half of it. Well, do you know the half that involves our clan? <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh yeah, I figured out that half. Here you go. <laughs> she says, what have you figured out so far? Show it to me. You have it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Drewson takes out Arundel's journal. Um, and then he takes out his own book. <laughs> just, just has, like, the bookmarks and archives. And, like, the string and all has, that. I think we they all also have assume spent gem. that what Justin's about to say... He has rehearsed. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he says, and Mark hands him the spent gem. Yeah. Yes. Uh, to See, understand, uh, 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 there's a few different theories. Uh, there's uh, <laughs> uh, we're currently working off of the Kundrakar uh, theory. Uh, after our, our, our recent uh, 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 devil with a, a, a heart of gold theory that didn't quite pan out, uh, but. If you turn to page uh, 35, subset 3, uh, you'll see quite clearly, and he just starts going into all the details they have so far. Uh, he says, uh, on the Sigurund's death, uh, someone approached him, uh, offered uh, some kind of deal, seven daughters, seven kingdoms. Just wait, so what approached him? I, I, I don't know. Uh, and where'd you learn about this? Where's this from? As he, he stands up now, he's like rubbings, looking at the book. You guys saw so long ago when cursed. Uh, the rubbings of, of the remaining... You may want to remind the group. I don't know if everyone remembers all the oh, details. The two. Do I, I remember actually that. explain some of the details. Uh, yeah, sometimes you also make suppositions yes. that aren't based on things. So say uh, it all. Help let me, other people build in. If anything is wrong, help me out here. Yeah. Tristan says... Well, uh, it months for your characters, too. So yes. Incorrect sort of inferences and stuff is part of the nature. Long day for the puppet that. master Scrim, behind like Dan. Scrim, like Dan, has paid less attention to this. You don't have to go into every detail, but give, yeah, give yeah, sort yeah. of important uh, pieces says, of evidence uh, you've collected. Uh, a little over 15 years ago, uh, I found... Uh, my uncle and I found uh, a hidden second tomb her great grandma Liraveth. Um, in it, we found a confession from Adric about a deal he had made upon his uh, a battle wife, his first wife, his battle wife Sigrun's death. He was approached by something, but uh, uh, the confession uh, carved into the wall. Titus to turn yeah. through the like pages, looking at the rubbing. He <laughs> yeah. says, "Yes, I see, I see." He says, this matches. This matches with my own theories. Uh, uh, Adric, we, we theorize, had uh, taken a hammer to his own confession, uh, perhaps in an act of rage or regret. Um, but uh, the, the whatever it was, the force uh, offered him a deal. 
Um, seven daughters that would uh, give him all the fame and fortune and power he could want, but the price of his true love's life. Uh, Adric, overcome with grief at his first wife's death, assumed that price had been paid already, little knowing the woman he would soon meet, her great grandma, Lyraveth. What a woman. Uh, Our next information, I think, comes from Kundrakar itself in the journal of Arundel in talking to Arundel's ghost. You have Arundel's journal? I? Then he'd taken it out. He, he says, says, This is Arundel's. It is all of Arundel. I studied every page. She picks word. it up. As well as Durgin. And she looks at it, like, very carefully, very slowly, as she, like, turns it over and she turns the page much more gently than she was handling your book. Yeah. And, uh, and she looks at it and says, This is Arundel's hand. I, we, we came upon his spirit, his tormented spirit, and me cousin Baron put him to rest. The story, as I understand it, there was uh, Amber Helm approached Dragedon and Arundel, commissioning uh, some seven pieces of jewellery, and uh, Arundel, wanting to investigate further, kept uh, one of the gems back. She says, yes. Swapped it out I know for this. a false. I know this one. I... Uh, <clears throat> I know this one. I... He... Uh, he spoke to me. Arundel and I spoke a lot in those days. He says, he met with me and, uh, and told me what he had discovered. He feared for his life. He feared for the life of his entire, uh, of his entire clan. And it was a warranted fear. He spirited away one of the gems in secret to me and made a fake in its place. Aye. He says, and by all accounts, the fake was enough to fool, uh, uh, fool your grandfather. I, it was my own mother who wore it. Uh, we are... That's guessing. a supposition, aye. But a pretty says, good one. You know which hold has the fake gem? We assume, based on... A vision I saw when I fell in battle uh, with my god Moradin. In it I saw the seven holds of the western coast of the dwarves, and uh, six of them were covered in dark shadow, all save... Uh, Gondolgrim, where his, uh, his Wait, mother go back. from. You fell in battle. Aye, died. You saw Moradin. Aye. And he showed this to you. Aye. Corroborated by a shared vision. And then I had. was revived. Corroborated by a shared vision we had on our way down here in one of those lantern, lantern things. Aye, that, that was appeared strange. appeared to be a mark that. Those were weird. My two companions of other holds have... You rode in a psychic lantern? I? Okay, <laughs> she, way of if, if a, if a Too many faceless, times she going like this. If a faceless, cloak-covered uh, uh, robot that. could show that. a facial expression of disgust, she would. Her body language, like her shoulders just kind of move up, and she goes, Ugh, disgusting, uh, disgusting technology. Well, it was very because intimate. Because it was not. What you're doing. It was not the least pleasant experience that we had all on our way in an effort to come to you. Oi. Says to me specifically. Says why did you know my name? Why did you come to me? I'll talk to Arundel's ghost. Arundel told us, not Adric. <laughs> I take it back. Adric we went to the fallen hold of Kundrakar, and there we found the spirit of. Arundel. Mox speaks up for the first name. time and he says, We've crossed the entire world to speak with you. No one comes to the Demon Mascar, and it was not the desire of 
most of the people here to make this journey. We've come for you. And you came here on my name alone. Aye. A name whispered by a ghost who had been dead for centuries. And we were, suffice to say, surprised by your present form. Oh, more or less. Thurston's <laughs> like, That's I've been around ruins. I mean, uh, if we turn here, I, one night I did make a guess that she would be a floating orb. That's one of your many guesses. That page is full of guesses. Orbs of Taita. Orb? Orc? Yeah. <laughs> like ghost? It's alphabetical. <laughs> ghost. She's an alligator. Yeah. She's an <laughs> <laughs> Each new creature you saw on the road, you like, could be that too. Yeah, it's between like oracle, orb, orc. Llama. Llama. Yeah. Monkey. Nugget? Question <laughs> mark? Another piece of information we have is as we were battling the devils, I think one of them got a good nip of... Was it you, Mock? I am, was it Mock? I was Mock, and he spat it out and said something about cursed blood, as though there's something on my cousin and I, perhaps related to this Pool of Souls shenanigan. The Pool of Souls? So you know about the Pool of Souls? We've heard about it. We've read and envisioned an account of... Better job. Hanjo. No, better job. Hijo. What? Hanjo. Snowbane. Hanjo. What? Hijo. Hijo. Are you asserting that ha- that has anything to do with the gems? When well, no. Us? We we he learned more about the pool of souls recently. Because uh, of all that business. We were also. I'm pers- talking about the gems. I we I, were told uh, through Rundel's journal, and he quotes Rundel's journal. About um, uh, the, mentions the pool of souls. It was Adric had said something about harnessing the power of the pool of souls or something like that. I think Arundel she just looks that. up yeah, at the Arundel. looks up at the sky and says, "You dwarves and your journals. Do you know how dangerous it was for him to write this down?" Without it, we would name be here. Unclined. It's a good counterpoint. We don't know much about the pool Master of souls. Green on that one. She says that's a. That is a fair point. My father taught point. me that words are more powerful than gold. For gold gets spent and stolen, but words get passed on generation to generation. She says, I know that the wisdom of the dwarves is to be respected. And says, all throughout, uh, uh, all throughout Toril. And says, much of what the surface and, uh, uh, and undersurface worlds have is thanks to the dwarves and I... their ingenuity. Says Arundu was a dear friend of mine. We shared many secrets together. Like what? They're secrets. He has a strong opinion about secrets. It's sort of a key <laughs> word. Don't say much unless you want to Scream get hand. him too hyped up. He's unable to function. Scream his hand, mock a pouch of some kind of pipe Stop. material. Mock accepts it we'll very gladly. The, the emotions are pretty high here, and Mock feels like 99.9% of what he was invested in has been accomplished by getting right. yeah. by getting yeah. people here. And, uh, and he, he lights up and smokes with Scrim yeah. with a appreciative nod. You would ask, like what? And she says, it would not be an exaggeration to say that much of my success here is due to my collaboration with Arundel. Really? Surprising. But Can I take my face off here? Oh. She looks at the collapsed door that's just open to the hallway. I can put that back. She says, Prop it up on the doorway and no one else should come in. 
Bearjaw would like to, instead of doing that, like wedge it into the door frame. Yeah, so it can only be as broken. hard as possible, so that she has to break it. Only Bearjaw can escape this room. It's an escape room just for me. Where's Bearjaw? Strong. And then she says, "Please, please, make yourselves comfortable here." All right. They're in the office with his mask. Yeah. Uh, Tristan uh, says, "Title, we have come so far. You have a ready audience here." We have shown you that we are to be trusted by helping you in this situation. And we have shown how desperate we are for this information by coming this far. Uh, Juicin is unaware of how many died at the hands of of, uh, the two elves. Uh, He says, says, uh, uh, please uh, tell us all you can. It can only be used for good at this point. She gets up and says, Of course, of course. She walks over to the uh, panel on the wall, and you see her just stick her thumb, if you could call it that, her metal thumb, onto the uh, uh, locking mechanism, and then just do like like a like six quick like jerks of her hand, and then uh, as she pulls it away, the door just swings open. And she reaches inside, and there's only one thing in there. A little wooden box as she brings it over and opens it up. And there it is. Oh! An I- uh, identical, obviously, because it's one of the real ones, uh, gem uh, to those that uh, each of you had seen on in your mother's amulets for so many And the spent uh, one we currently so have in our possession. Mm-hmm. And the spent one that you are currently holding. Jushin's ready to cast Identify as a ritual, if needed. It is one of the most exquisite, one of the most exquisite gems that Maka's ever seen. Yeah. Un- unique. What color are these gems? Like, yeah. The stone is unique. He's never seen anything like that stone. Uh, That's right, it was perfect. It was it, perfect and... But creepy. And, yeah, exa- creepy was perfect. No concerns. <laughs> again, just like, like so much of, of what gem crafting is, is to catch the eye and to bring you in and then to lose yourself in the depths of the beauty and, and, and the, the, the light and the color of what it has to offer. Facets. It is meant to grab attention and to hold. And this does so in a way that's almost eerie, but full of <laughs> darkness. <laughs> is it perhaps the same lustrous colors we saw in the Pool of Souls, or is it other colors? No. Okay. It's uh, amethyst. They are all amethyst. purple, which is a purple. Deep purple. purple. Yeah, a, d- a very deep that's uh, one of uh, the colors we saw in the Pool of Souls, what? along with every other <laughs> color. He stares at it and he knows intellectually, like, there's nothing different about this amethyst. It's like, he's seen similar shades, similar clarity, but the feeling he gets looking at it is unique. He knows the stone is unique. He says, careful! Master. Careful, Fohammer! We spent a long time hunting down that gem, knowing that it is either cursed or full of heretical magic. You're drooling a bit. He's hanging on it. He shakes his ass. Well much, Grim. I did it. He was like packing like the stuff into his pipe and then he signed. It's just like. Yeah, it is exactly that. Tristan says, Title, what do you know of the power of this and how can we help Lord? I'll have magic I can cast to try and learn more of its nature, but I'll assume you have already done so. He says, 
For a hundred years I've done so. He says, but with this, and uh, she yeah. holds the spent gem, and she says, she says, with this, this may be enough. He says, you, a studied wizard such as yourself, uh, uh, he says, you must know that having two, having two is a hundred times more valuable than having one for understanding the true nature of a thing. Uh, I, says, I, of course. It is the differences, it is the unseeable, infinitesimal differences between the two that tell us everything about the, how they are the same. He says, and now that we have it, I thought this day would never come. I thought that we would have to wait until uh, your mothers were, uh, were in their old age or until calamity struck that we could take their gems, but I dared not try. He says, I've followed the, uh, I've followed the politics of your, uh, of your really? people, the dwarves of the Sword Coast, these, uh, these hundreds of years. I know about the seven holds, I know about your, the, uh, the seven daughters the of, Adric of Adric that has, that have, uh, that are spread through seven dwarven holds. It is, uh, it's auspicious, is it not? It's, it's almost like... Deeply. I, well, that are so says, very... But it is also all too simple. And that's where my theory comes in. He says, look, these gems, they came from the pool of souls. I know it. He says, I validate, I, uh, I verified what, uh, what Arundel had suspected. He says, he says, the unknowable magic of the pool of cells assisted in casting the spell that is, whatever, that is within this gem. As she holds it up again and looks at it. Casting the spell within the gem. <clears throat> he says, it is extremely complex and powerful magic. Uh, at least as powerful as the Amask Arcana, if not more. The Amask what? The Amask Arcana. The, the, <clears throat> the crown jewels of uh, uh, of the Amaskar Empire. Oh, I'm unaware. Well, those of you that were in season one remember that the throne of Amanov is one of the Amaskar Arcana. Yes. But anyway. Oh, uh, Baron doesn't know that. No, you definitely don't know that. Oh. You wouldn't have a see if Blake looks, answer her. Baron was in season one. Like a baby. Aurora pipes up, the Amask Arcana! <laughs> that was in podcast episode. Tell us more. He says, powerful artifacts controlled by uh, uh, by the highest powers in Deep Amaskar. One of the things that has, uh, uh, that has kept our innovation and our power all these many uh, millennia. He says, but this gem might uh, might be more powerful than all of them combined. He says, its power is... It's unknowably complex. That sounds bad. So what what spell is within it then? Ha! <laughs> Tensor floating disc! <laughs> of course. Magic missile. He says, I don't know what spell's in it. If I knew that, I would have all the answers. How do we find out? Break the gem? Well, the fact that my cousin and I perhaps have been affected by whatever this magic is, help with your research. You've been what? Well, we think we might be cursed in some way, and we think it... Maybe related to what the gem was. Perhaps Why do you think that? As we, we, we what described you, what a demon you bit it and said, "Ooh, gross, cursed blood." Oh, we so a demon said your blood tasted a, a devil. bad, and a devil th oh, thought a your devil. blood tasted bad. And now you think that you and we we had a vision said cursed blood of uh, of the mark of Ladiger. Did you know that devils lie a lot? Sure, but I don't know anything you can detect. Well, this I, was the it's ever, fine, it's fine. Uh, George Washington? It's information. It's all information. I agree, I agree. I assume he wrote it down in his book. Aye. Not a lot of downtime, <laughs> then, obviously. <laughs> he wrote it down in his book. 
while you guys were healing he people. He yeah. takes many notes on the battlefield. I, oh, he also he takes many notes in scraps. And he takes notes while we're walking ground. through the mountains. He yeah. takes notes while everyone else is sleeping and drinking. <laughs> Normal things like drinking uh, and fighting. On the toilet. He takes notes on the toilet. He's had to do that ever since his good friend Sir um, Mandor passed and he had no one else to talk to. Uh, so what did you say about the vision? Just to go back to that real quick. Uh, the psychic the mark thing. of Ladiger. Ladiger. It says, Ladiger. and this was a psychic vision that you experienced inside the lantern. I am one who was experienced with such things that it uh, had the sense of the past in it, nay the future. It's psychic, yes. It comes from your minds. It comes from your past. Aye. But it was a thing that none of us had ever heard of. Or remembered. On always taking notes in it. She says, that that we actively think has very little to do with what we have uh, experienced and learned and and who we are in life. Actively. She says, that is foundational to uh, to psychic studies. She says, we have four experimentation rooms dedicated to it. She says, that is not actionable information. He says, and what we output from that, he uh, uh, says, it's nothing like those lanterns. Those things ah. will drive you mad if you ride in them again. I would not go in, uh, go in another one willingly. Well, we haven't figured out how to turn that ones yet, but that's good to know. It's not a disclaimer we got before getting in. <laughs> so, what is our next step, Taita? What else can you tell us, and what else can we do? That was probably the diciest part of getting here. And how, what's our time frame for figuring all this out? I'll take another. He says, all a lot of good questions that you're barraging me with, one at a time. He says, the magic, uh, says, the magic has a strong intent. He says, does that word translate? Is that right? I'm using the common word. I. What is the intent? He says, again, I don't know that. Oh, how can we find out? So you know, the magic has an intent, but you don't know what the intent is. Not all magic has an intent. uh, Many items that, and she, uh, uh. You mean like it has a mind? She, she like points to the wand that you've got uh, slung on your belt. He says, that wand there has spells contained within it, right? Aye. He says, the intention comes from the wielder. The intention comes from that person that holds it, that makes it do something. A tool. It's a tool. The intention a is in the wielder. A for pounding nails or, or destroying stone. Whatever the wielder views. She says all spells Finally, and the enemies. conversation has come to where Mach can grasp all of it. And he seizes the opportunity. She, now she's, she's looking at Mach and she says, Yes, every wizard in a, every spell in a wizard's spell book does not have intent in the spell. The intent is that of the wielder. He says, and even enchanted and magical items oftentimes uh, require the intent of a wearer or wielder to cause that magic to happen. Mach glances at Baron and he says... There are many stories of powerful artifacts of ages past what have intentions of their own. What I have sp- heard tales of such cursed things. What are sentient. And all the tales that I have ever heard lead to the ruination and destruction of those what deal with said artifacts. So you're saying the magic in the gem is of a kind of that? She says, it is the kind that it, it operates on its own. And it operates without knowledge of those that it operates on behalf of or uh, or on to. It says there are other precedences of that. We have many in this facility. Uh, for example, long-term hexes and charms, uh, 
can be similar, the sort that are meant to stay uh, in place for millennia long after the uh, long after the caster is dead. But even those have a hint of in, uh, uh, have a hint of the caster's intent in it. He says this magic that is in this gem, as she picks it up again. He says it has an extremely strong intent. This requires no action from the wielder or uh, uh, or the dare I say victims. It says, uh, uh, for it to activate, it is a long planned, uh, uh, is a long planned spell. And all she puts it back down dramatically on the little I'll thing. I'll assume whoever made the seal with Odric had some nefarious intents themselves. Uh, a, a, a plan perhaps long in the making, or uh, they were very willing to be patient for some kind of devil or demon, or. We know that. Grandpappy Adric, if nothing else, is a patient man. For he'll carouse day to, he'll carouse this day, all the while counting the seconds until his next business business venture, or his next political agreement. Hold it, be. Oh. He's a shrewd he, man. He passes his time while the pieces fall into place. This is why he is revered as the man he is. This is how he has gained the power and influence that he has. I pull it. How he, this is the man. So, says, so the spell is like an independent independent agent at this point. This precisely. In fact, and then she stands up and it's says, I nearly forgot. It's been hundreds of years and I've been in a strange form for a long time. And uh, 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 she starts moving around uh, to some uh, uh, to some drawers in the desk and she pulls them out as a bunch of like things inside and starts taking out little tools and bobules. It's like, all sorts of strange looking things tinker and sometimes toys. it's just like a lot of tinker toys but also sometimes it's just Tinky like there's like Tape. a hammer pair of scissors pair of scissors from band and uh he says where did I leave it one jack and uh he says aha and uh pulling out a thing she pulls out a thing that's got a handle and then a big like rectangular uh top area with uh, uh a bunch of uh Floating runes on top of the uh, uh, on top of the the rectangle thing. It looks like nothing. It looks like you could hammer it into the ground, and it might make a little like a, post a telling sign. something, a little sign. And she says, <laughs> "He says your gem, the one you brought. I tell me again what you learned. Well, it had been spent. That I once had power and was no gold." He the says, way it was crafted, you had inspected it and you found its craftsmanship interesting, unique, and of a form. Yeah, Mark says, aye, it, it, again, similar to what we behold here, of unique craftsmanship, but not less of the allure, less of, less of the potency. He says, yes, this might work. This might work. He says, I just need... And then she strides over to the door and then stops when it's been, like, smashed into the frame. She looks back to Bear John and says, I, uh... Shall need, I get that for you? I need to get out. She pulls the door. Scream! <laughs> <laughs> it but pulls like, it off of times as well. Yeah, it grinds against the frame in every way. He says, I'll be right back. Okay. Do we, we have, uh, Do we have all our stuff? Do we have the alchemical jug? I can go for now. I've got the yeah. alchemical yeah. jug. Poor. Have some honey. Uh, Mox had one hit point from uh, when he saved his death saving throw. <laughs> we'll see who gets. Oh, it. I knew he was down to one. You get, you get the it. pick. Wow. It's ale. Scrimwell. Scrim says, "Inhale deep on that next, on that next one, Foehammer. 
because this smoke alarms are getting going on. Um, Mock lets uh, Scrim spark the pipe, and then goes an odd, an odd smoke. And I'll get you some. Heat. Actually, um, I'll just do a healing spirit. Mm. I feel like you would have triaged them like during that time too. Yeah, we could. Uh, what is it? So it's a total of it's a potential of. Um, and we can all grab that, right? Was it ten d six? Yeah. Yeah, basically. We all just do the old uh, Congo line through the old healing spear. Yeah. So that's see that I'll, I'll, I'll burn that spell. What's that number? Six D six. Ten. Ten. D six. And, and that's not a matter of like, oh, I'll do it again after that. I'm stuck after that. So it seems to be a common theme on the table. Yeah. yeah so. Last one. Uh, and uh, Scrim takes out some. Uh, some beetles that look like they've had some yeah, herbs stuffed up their he's ass. He feels really solid now. He's above. He's no longer bloody. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're dead. They're dead beetles, but it looks like there's like a clo- like a like a garlic clove stuffed up a like a beetle's butt. Yeah, and what that was like? Yeah, you just Crunchy. like frost burns, kind of like melt away. Oh, you, you had ice. Not tea. all of them. All right, but most. And Mox sits. He stands now. No longer, no longer taking that seat. And continues to smoke his pipe more pensively. Unless you're having a little quick little conversation, otherwise yeah, he, he'll, he'll be back. Mock was gonna say he was gonna look to uh, the others in the party and says. So he is then. Yeah, he was. He was gonna say one thing, which was, "Are you satisfied with?" What she says. Yeah. I haven't heard much actionable yet. She's not back. Yet. She's not back. Scrim says. I don't know what to do as a result of anything she said. First, so not yet. When I first got here, it sounded like. It sounded like she had been. Had not spent any time trying to unravel this mystery, and we came along and like a couple months did more work than she did in three hundred years. I take that back. I'm impressed. And she walks in the room through the partially open door. The bear jaw closes it again for her. Like a broken sliding door. (laughs) And uh, she comes in holding a uh, very small capsule. It's like no bigger than your thumb. And uh, uh, but it is uh, it's glowing uh, glowing yellow as she uh, she walks over to a machine. Uh, she walks over to a machine that's like a inset. Uh, it's like a big cylindrical machine with a uh, with an area on top with a small little gem-sized depression on uh, one side of the cylinder. And uh, she takes uh, that little capsule that she brought in and she slots it down right in the middle, and uh, it lights up with the sort of uh, phosphorescent glow that a lot of the things light up in uh, in Deep Mascar. And she says. I was thinking, he says, it's incredible to me how much you understand about the gems and their powers, and that your theories match so closely to mine in the, few, in the short few months that you've, been in, that you've uh, learned about this entire thing. He says, I, with my, uh, says, with everything at my disposal, he says, it took all of my ingenuity to learn how much I've learned. And he says, he says and yet you knew almost, almost all of it. He says, I'm not sure if that's auspicious or if I should be disappointed in myself. 
We were very complimentary of dwarves a short time ago, so maybe. Scoffy says, "Visions of Moradin. How 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 are you to compete with that titer? The gods themselves are involved in this one, and I'm not much comfortable with it myself." I just turn it. You may have water deep. Auspicious. He keeps a pipe. Auspicious is right. I'm doing a dwarven <laughs> accent for some reason. You can't not do it. I know why. It. It's the pipe. It's because Aus- there are three dwarves in the room. Auspicious. Auspicious is right. We are the. How many? Six. The six of us. Seven. Seven. Well, counting the little one. Very little. Forget it. Hey. Have been brought together with our own objectives and our own goals. We seem to be pulled by powers beyond our understanding. I. The fact that you, uh, the fact that you say that Morden spoke to you directly and showed you this, uh, uh, and showed you this clue uh, uh, about Gauntlegrim. He says, he says, I think it confirms my theories. As she uh, goes and takes the gem, she says, the spent gem. She says, this will destroy it. Are you okay with that? Not really thrilled about it. What do you hope to gain? <laughs> At least she asked first. She <laughs> says, oh, well. the essence of the spell. I can extract it, I believe. And what will that tell us? No, just shoot up. It'll be great. He says, he says, we can use that for so much. How confident are you that it will not destroy us all? Oh, it won't destroy us all, but it could destroy the gem and teach us nothing. Or maybe one of us. Go for it! That is much of science. Uh, It's worth the risk. I must confess, much of the nuance of the wizard's craft is beyond me, so if you think it best, I leave it to your wisdom. I do. Mog says, it was his mother's. That's true. Without making eye contact, he just lets that hang out there. You'll give she her a nice present on her birthday. I understand. But if it's cursed, you know. I hope that the good. <laughs> that, I hope that the good kid that can come from this. You, you were there when she gave it to us. Aye, I was. It, when was she not, gave. it was not done lightly. No. As long as it put to good use. Give her a better shiny rock. We'll have to make explanations, cousin. Hey, cut her a new one, eh? Right. We'll get to that. Taita gestures to the one that uh, Taita's had all along and says, oh, We do have a spare. And. Blocks <laughs> a little bit. It's uh, and, uh, lighthearted. She goes and takes the spent gem and slots it into the uh, uh, little spot there and then takes a quick step back as she puts it in and it starts to spin. Juicin takes a step forward. There, takes a step back. Oh, and uh, uh, it just starts to spin, so the, the gem is at the outer end of this like like rapidly yeah, spinning cylinder. It is a centrifuge, clearly. Okay, cool. And uh, I don't know that Baron has ever seen I mean, it's a, such it's delicate a movie version of a centrifuge because I don't know what one really is. No, no, it's separating the plasma. It's very unique what you're describing. Science involves spinning shit. We all know that. Is it Future Man that had the centrifuge too? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, where he breaks it because he's like. <laughs> Just turn it on. Uh, the, yeah, uh, uh, puts it in spinning. He says, that'll take a few minutes. He says, the thing that has bugged me 
all these, <clears throat> all these hundreds of years is that by all appearances, he says, and, and even the confession that you have now confirmed of Adric himself is that the magic in these gems gave him seven daughters that spread to seven, uh, uh, that, that married it to seven holds and spread his empire wider and larger than any, uh, and faster than any dwarven leader has in the history of all the dwarves of the Sword Coast. It's true. I, but no, I think that was n- merely a side effect. He says, that's exactly what I'm saying. Whoever says, made the deal with him gave him these gems, uh, and they had some power, some purpose beyond it, like like spreading a disease around the town. He says, you're, she says, you're describing precisely what my, uh, uh, what my thought is. The sophistication and level of power in the gem does not match anything that Adric has participated in since. He says, he sits in his old age in his hold and, uh, and let the years pass by with his new young wife. He says, he says, the magic in these, the magic in these gems, it says, it could, he says, these gems could win wars. They could shape the future of the entire continent. It's is, is the level of power that is in these. Could he have nay known of it? Of the true power? Well, the power in the gem we had was already spent, <coughs> so whatever it was going to do, it did, presumably. Is but what? We would know. It could make mountains. Could have? I don't know. I, says, I believe that Adric is unaware of what the, uh, uh, of what the true intent of the spell is. Mark and I'm not certain it has been activated. One moment on what you just said. He looks at Drustin, the historian, and he says, What happened over the last decades that could explain the expenditure of this of this gem? You must have an idea. Yeah, Tristan thinks anything particularly through his Cataclysmic notes. would be on your radar. Yeah, things that would line up with that. Like, the destruction of Shimmergloom is what comes to Eric's yeah. mind, but like, we know that that was Brunor and a straight-up fight with the host of the hall. Did he make some kind of history check? Drizzit. Uh, you can't go for it. I'll use my inspiration. Inspiration. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, that's a, a mere 24. Uh, Tristan is obviously well studied. Here's our thing. It goes to oil vein. Tristan is uh, very well studied in these sorts of things. Uh, and um, while while Tristan can recall a lot of very notable events to happen to dwarven kind and events in the various holds and events in the sort of uh, broader history of the uh, of, of the entire sword coast of dwarves uh, mm-hmm. all together nothing that is nothing that is big enough um, per the yeah. way Taich is describing it, nothing, yeah. nothing's cataclysmic the, in dwarven history. The effect that of the the spell. If the dwarves had cost. won the war against the Dwergar, yeah. maybe sure. this would be something. Yeah. If, if if all orcs retreated, or yeah, like, yeah but there's just there just hasn't been any. Everything can be easily accounted by the ingenuity of a particular yeah. uh, uh, war master yeah. or, or any yeah. such other thing. Like hold of an alliance that was well positioned. If there was a grand effect of the spell being cast, it did not appear on our realm, cousin. 
Uh, a thing, nearly a thing that has happened in the dwarven history in our lifetime. All could be explained with this. Well, if you say it, I believe it. And I've thought on it a long time. Maybe it's still something in progress. I mean, dwarven lives are long. I have something that affects dwarves over the generations. And Taita, before you, before you convince us that Amberhelm might not know of the grand purpose of these gems and what they're the intent. The, the objective of these indep- of this independent spell is there's I would not let us forget that in an effort to hide him acquiring these and what he had done just him trying to hide that led him to wiping out an entire hold I the man is a monster that has been the part that has bugged me with, with about my th- that is the part that has been bugging me these hundreds of years as well. He says, I firmly believe that the that the true power of the spell must not have activated. It must not have come into play. We must, there must be something yet for us to see. But, he says, she says, go ahead. But, and he interrupts, but what power could be so great that it was not the final effect of the spell, but it was enough for him to hide his secrets under so many bodies. Understand? It's sort of the promise of something. He, he had to have gotten something great, or at least the promise of something great. The promise of something great to to do such dark things to hide it. He wouldn't have wiped out all those people, all those dwarves, for seven nice gems. Well, the the deal though. He invited the fox into the hen house. He knows, we know, that whoever struck this bargain with Adric was was beyond powerful, beyond evil. We see here, in this facility, what a handful of devils for a handful of hours is able to rock. To enter into some prolonged pact with someone of malevolent desire is to compromise everything that comes after. Perhaps the nature of the... If, if what Drustin has found on this this uh, well-concealed wall, this private history of, of Adric is true. It is, it is the deal that he sold his soul to gain what he has now. And maybe, perhaps he knows nothing that will come after. So the daughter, but it was enough. So the daughters and the holds was just some byproduct of what the what the spell was accomplishing. He slams his, his hand down. He says, "I only care about the things in my life up until a few months past, and I would have done, I've done, and would do quite a few things to make to realize my own aims." Adric, in fact, may be one who has played in a similar way, concerned with his own designs and his own ambitions, and therefore led down a path of greater calamity and consequence than he even knows. And uh, it's a caution to me of the deals that I've... It's a reminder to me of those deals I've made in the past that I regret, and a caution for those to come. And then you hear, ding! (laughs) Domination over the seven holds of the dwarves is no small thing. Many have killed for far less. 
You're better than your grandfather, but don't let it go to your head. <laughs> Hear from you. Tyson <laughs> steps back to the centrifuge as uh, the area holding the gem just has a fine purple powder left in the little depression. And uh, Thanks, guys. She says, the moment of truth. And uh, she pulls out a cylinder that looks similar to the one that she had uh, slotted in the top with the little yellow one, except this one's longer. It's like uh, maybe like six inch, uh, six inches. It's uh, contoured at the edges like a gem. Uh, but in the middle of it is just a faintly swirling purple, uh, uh, a mist? purple mist that uh, as she moves it up and down, it sort of just moves around unnaturally within there. He says, this is it. This is the spell. Wait. He says, the residuals of it. All that's left from the spent gem. There was something still in there then. He says, just a hint. Just barely a scratch. Residue. I had built this machine to try to extract the same from that gem, but it is far too powerful. It destroyed anything I tried to, uh, I tried to use on it. He says, all of my research, everything, says the level of power in the spell, I couldn't build a device sensitive enough to just extract just the tiniest little sliver of it. He but says, I sustained many injuries in my researches, but, but... New body, says, hey? He says, but you have brought the key to all of this. And then she goes and grabs that little arcane signpost thing, and uh, uh, it's got a little hole in the top, and she just slides it into the uh, slides it into the top there, and the uh, the little runes light up, and uh, and she goes yes yes. <coughs> he says, now we'll see if it works. He says, I built this. I built this. It was one of the first things I built. I figured if this was a spell, I needed to know what it was acting upon. And uh, as she holds the uh, as she holds the little arcane signpost up to the um, up to the unspent gem, as soon as soon as she comes within uh, two feet of it, you hear a uh, no no it would be like a the unsp- unspent oh the unspent gem right the unspent gem the, the, the better, better name powers well there's only one gem now so it'll be easy the so the gem um, and uh, she holds it up oh, I need a cool noise. What kind of noise? It's like an arcane noise. I think it has to be All suggestions are welcome. There we go. What was it? I was ripping off of his Monty Python reference. I think it's got to be the rest of the Oh, I gotcha. I just think it's got to be like, I think of like magnetism, right? Like how things attract or repulse depending. Yeah. And so there's either got to be some sort of kind of like, like a warm noise. attraction or repulsion. Oh, you know what it is? It's like a tuning fork. Yeah. Oh. It's closer. It's like a, you know how a tuning fork yeah. pierces? It's one frequency. And as she uh, gets close, you just hear it. It's like a... As she gets closer and two little poles rise up from the side as she, uh, as she brings it close. And, uh, and then she pulls it back, and they slot back down. They, Ghostbusters! They <laughs> Out of the frying pan with the fire. No, 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 not Monty Python. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Much more reputable. Of course. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, you know, just a coincidence, not that I have literally a picture of that in my notes here. Um, of course not. And when you look at the actual picture of it from the original Ghostbusters, it looks like a very cheap prop. <laughs> The, the, um, the, the shop Titus. 
Also looks like it's you. No, no. It does. And uh, she built it first. As she uh, as she holds it up and she says, "It works. It works." So what it do? What does it do? She says, "With this, we can find. We can. Uh, with this, we can prove. We can prove your suspicions." Are you? Which ones? There's so many suspicions. <laughs> and she moves the sensor towards Bairn. And as it gets within about two feet, you hear a... And the little poles rise up to about halfway what they did with the main gem. Is that bad, then? And she pulls it back. Just it with me. She says, well, it's information. And information is never bad. Screen. Except a lot of information is very bad. And this is bad information. So it's bad, then. How about on him and on him? Scrim takes a step back from Ben. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she holds it towards Mock, and exact same thing. It's a little faster. And him. I. He steps forward towards it. She holds it towards Drewston as it gets within two feet. Scrim makes There's... a whistling with his mouth full. <laughs> uh, but the machine makes no noise. And then she holds it closer and closer and, and closer. It on his arm. You hear just the faintest. Oh. And the poles rise up just a smidgen. What? <coughs> a wee bit cursed. Me, me, me. Oh, let's hear what this oil vein. We, <laughs> we haven't tested non-dwarves yet. Uh, it might just be a dwarven detector. Oh, you're an yes, older dwarf. She holds it to oil vein, touches it all the way to his chest, and then pushes in. So the detector plate, like, that's the weirdest part of him. <laughs> she... Does she recognize it? <laughs> she is about to touch it to the plate, and she says, Where did you get that? I have, I've been meaning to ask you about this. Where did you get that? Oh I got it from a wizard named Asia. I have your palming toll. You, now you fed her a thing that she could just say back to you. Yeah. <laughs> but of course I'll be uh, uh, okay with that. She says, I recognize Asia's work. And she says, Well, fuck. That's is your arm out? Your arm is out. It's oh, stay focused. Arm out. Yeah. Arm. We had numerous reasons that brought us yeah. to the mascot. <laughs> Coincidentally, besides this, if you happen to know the whereabouts of a of Goliath <laughs> deity by the or... name of Snowbane, that would also be very valuable information. I'm particularly interested <laughs> in Snowbane. Well, no, a lot of questions. But you know, oh, Matt, Fred, focus on the important business. Let's stay. Let's stay on this now. On the board here. There's plenty of time for all. She, knowing that she's just like all you, what you guys are saying is she's gone silent and is just staring at his arm like it's the first time she's noticed it. He stretches it out in front of her to examine. Do the thing with the wand. She says, "We're gonna need to talk about that more in a moment." And uh, <laughs> yeah, just she holds the sensor up to scrim. Oh, the oil vein had nothing, and scrim corn nothing. And bear jaw, oh. just the slightest oh. little bit. Hey, it is a dwarf detector. Hey, Wait. I am just spiritually. She's got a belt on. And if a I take bit the belt off, does it Thank change? We know that the souls of all dwarves <laughs> are connected. He says, uh, "Could it be that our entire kin, our entire kin, is tainted, plagued?" He says, "If that, if." If Adric made his deal with the devil, he'll have to owe for that decision. Oof. But anyone who played Amberhelm and our whole clan, believe me when I say they'll pay for theirs too. Right. This will be the worst he could have made a deal with. 
Ladugare or Ladugware? Ladugware. Ladugware. That he, was the vision. He is the one who would want the worst for all dwarves to suffer. Could that be? Enemy of the dwarves. If it be Ladugare. Oh, Aurora's here, too. Oh, yeah. She would definitely. Yeah, do that's important information. The same. And as Especially she holds she grew it. She up in Silvery Moon. As she holds it to Aurora. Very Just close. Just the tiniest bit, less than bare jaw. Then, which is less than Drusden. Old dwarf. You two, you two have it about equally. It says you next, but almost nothing. It says followed by you with just a smidgen and Aurora, just the slightest sliver. It says this confirms my theory. He says, and it's more dire than you uh, than I think you realize. He says this spell it has not been spent. The, the, the magic of the gem has not uh, has not been cast. Its intent has not been fulfilled. It's simply been moved. It's been moved into you. This detects the spell. It's still there. Oh. What? What is nigga? What? It is a good day to be a half elf. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Ted. Please not sleep with a dwarf. <laughs> Well, brother, we should get going. The rest of this bunch sound like they have a lot to deal with. <laughs> Want to get in the way? You stop right there. Good riddance. Uh, I so you deal with snowmen on your own then, sir. Uh, Scrimcorn, back to the bar to wallow in misery and chase your witches. Snowbane, the snowbane thread has got belly up, damn it. It's like it was. He's like broken dwarf. Now is the time for allies. Now is the time for vengeance. Not on Adject, but on those that, that make him dance like a puppet. Yeah. On those who infect our whole people. And what also Bear Dog. Livid. Yeah, Drizzy. He's livid. Slams his book on the ground, creating a big boom. That is good. <laughs> You'll need that also fire. teacher move right there. And he says, Cheers. We have come far. This information is a surprise. But near as much a surprise as you think. And he turns his book to a page which shows all dwarves are cursed. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, Do you know that when you were 30? <laughs> no! It's like day one. <laughs> no! <laughs> Taita! What a chemical romance! <laughs> <laughs> it's like a song. Do they turn the page? Everyone's cursed but me. Yeah. <laughs> no one understands. Taita, what do we have to do to learn more? We are here. We are the dwarves. We are those affected. We are the dwarves. <laughs> what do we have to do next? To learn. Uh, she takes the uh, she takes the the spell essence slotted back out of the uh, of the sensor, and she hands the sensor to Drusden. Yeah. Hands sensor to Drusden. He already had his hand out. <laughs> and uh, he steps in front of Baron and takes it. <laughs> she says, "I." I fear we'll be needing this more in the future. It says, but in the meantime, there is more we can learn from this. This is the key. This is what I was never able to get on my own. It says, you coming here have has unlocked the next avenue of research on this. 
He says, we have facilities here that we can use. She says, we should go to the forensics lab. He says, we need to find out who. Who did Adric make the deal with? He says, we need to find out the nature of the uh, the nature of the magic. Deepa Mascar says, my facility has the greatest tools in this entire uh, uh, on this planet for determining the nature of uh, the nature of spells. He says, we use we it for patent enforcement. Where they are. The person who made this spell. He says, cool. yes, that will come next. To the forensic lab. To the forensic lab. To the forensic lab. What's forensic? What is a lab? For it, it's is that a speech enzics. competition? What's an enzics? Phonics lab. And uh, she says like we will not be able to use it right away. Ah. Oh. She says not. the facility is in ruins. Ah, she says oh. my balls are so blue. She says, this room was... <laughs> this room, she looks around at the scratches and scrapes, and she Just says... in the blue. She says, was protected from the worst of it, but she says, I, uh... She says, I've seen the lab on the way, and there's some damage, but more importantly, there's a lot of blood to clean up. Were you working in the says, lab? We need to give... Tonight? We need to give the facility at least a day to clean up. He says, my people act fast. They will find replacements. Says, this should. place will be operating again within then. a week. Uh, what, what we do? What do I we do until then? I probably need to rest anyway. Can you, with your authority, keep the authorities from looking for us? Within these walls, I can keep you safe. No one enters these. Uh, no one enters this facility without uh, uh, without my approval. Except for well, doubles. you, notwithstanding. Right. Uh, have no pressing issues in the rest of the city. Wouldn't mind collecting the rest of my things from our shelter, but uh... He says, is it here in town? I Oh, to uh, the... No, not deep. The fast-moving box from where <laughs> fast we came moving from. fast-moving box thing. <laughs> he says, but in the Empire. Aye. 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 Yeah. You're not yeah. camped out in some illithid cave. <laughs> well, no. Raise more than no. Certainly think that may have been a wiser choice. <laughs> Deep Mascar is a very foreign and uncomfortable city to outsiders. Then let me send some. By design. Collect your, uh, c- collect your effects. Thank you. He says, come here, you should stay here. Uh, of- Thank you. <laughs> it's probably unreasonable. Are we just ah. going to stay in yep. this lab? Fly of dwarven ale, boy. <laughs> We have the jar! You have so many! It's not dwarven. It's never been dwarven. Littering! It's foreign. not dwarven today. It won't be dwarven tomorrow. Amazing. I, Why did I, I put the belt it. on the jar? We thought about drink. that. Really just looking for it a cherry on top of the cake. It's just. Arundel has she, sent her a It's been an unpleasant few weeks. It'd be a nice day. 300 years ago. <laughs> she says. She says. It's been a long time since I've been able to enjoy the pleasures of a body. He says, I will of course uh, fetch you some dwarven ale. <laughs> Good news! He looks to the heavens and he says, not all bad news today. <laughs> it's been such a fucking day. He says, please make yourselves as comfortable as you can in this place. It's not set up for... Uh, 
set up for sleeping, but I can probably find you some <coughs> soft, uh, uh, some some blankets. Do you have rolls. elk furs? I don't think they have elk anywhere near here. We have Do you have underdark elk furs? <laughs> oh, underdark elk. Says, Those are called scales. I'll get you something. I can get you something. She says, please. Make yourselves comfortable. Oh. She's magic. Maybe she could do the. I'll set some things up. Where's your home? Where were you staying? We're staying in the city. In, in the to the snitches. Snitch Manor. And she says, I will send someone to fetch your things. Sweet. Someone with a tight lip. She says, of course. Can I, can I cast protection on the house? Just in case. <laughs> oh, they need a password. Oh. <laughs> tell, them, tell them to say, Something <laughs> about the facets. Beats have many facets. It's tea time. Tell them to say, Beats have many facets at the door. She looks and says, Oh, a sanctuary spell. How quaint. How quaint. He says, Thank you. I will let them know. And then she leaves the room. After she leaves the room, she goes, Quaint but effective enough for their security. <laughs> <laughs> Oil Vane's like, I've waited a long time to find out about She may that. have sanctuary spells, but she doesn't have Oil Vane. <laughs> we did just fine. I'm really hoping she can, she can tell me about my home. I know, I've waited a long time. I guess I can wait a little bit longer. No, no, <laughs> no you need to be up front. You, next time she comes in, you say, listen, lady, you're going to explain what you did of face and make noise about my arm. All oh, she, she talks about Adric. I know there's so much we need to learn. Brother, we will get to she might die! Right after we her, talk about Snowbear. Her magical face. Well, that is true. Maybe Bear we should talk about that first. Some ale. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Your thing. No honey today, close the doors with you, there's a, like, there's a cube and everything. You know. I, I think you'll agree that um, Snowbane is more man. important than this question you've had your whole life. Who am I? We've all been wondering about Snowman. <laughs> An hour later, uh, you have bedrolls, some furs that do not resemble elk furs at all. Is not it, the worst accommodations we've had. Uh, it's a bit scaly. It's furry that is not and fur. scaly. That is not technically it's furry fur. and scaly. Was it soft fur? reptile leather? Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. We know you're excited. I can, I can do it. And I'm not talking about scrim corn. <laughs> I can do it. This. And uh, the boots out of this. And an hour, uh, uh, a few hours after that, your effects arrive in uh, a little cart that someone's pushing and gives That's you a short rest. Your oh, shit. And uh, <laughs> and, oh, and dwarven ale along with it. Yeah, it's definitely short rest. What does it cost to do a short rest heal? Can you do that? Yeah, you got your hit die. You can use your charge. Yeah, your hit die. My hit die. You click short rest, you have a bunch of boxes and... Yeah, ah. there's an actual oh, short rest button. feature. As much as you want, man. You can finish it off. A barbarian hit die is 1d12 plus 4. Is there more? Yes. 
this Very good, me. Uh, I did. This one? Just this size. Remember, this is a. No. You're not both, honestly. More. Please. I think, no, I think, I think Kevin more. was hungry for one. Uh, I was thinking about it. That's okay. You can. What are you willing to pay? <laughs> it's not bad. You're just so. All right, all right. Let's, let's, let's keep it. We'll meet this. Let's keep it going. Uh. Taita. Uh, now with all your effects, she comes in, says, oh, I see all your st- uh, all your effects have arrived. Good, good. Well, no, wait, I knew that because I wouldn't let anyone else come in here and see you, so I brought them. Here's your effects. It is I, says. with your stuff. It is I, with your stuff. And, uh, They're all on a cart, like, down the hall. We have to, like, go get the cart and wheel it in. Yeah. And, uh, and she says, I'm going to go oversee the uh, the repairs and the preparations for the uh, forensics lab. It's the most important thing that we get that working. Well, uh, you need any... Stuff? Help, I Help. guess. <laughs> she says, you rest. Good. I was hoping you'd say that. Like a long rest? <laughs> How long shall we rest? She says, I want you to know that it doesn't go unnoticed that your presence in this facility, while completely unrelated to the disaster that occurred, is, I would say, singularly responsible for this facility surviving and perhaps the saving of a great deal of lives in, uh, in the Deep Empire itself, should they have managed to eventually escape the, uh, the security measures of this place, which I fear they would have without the failsafe being activated. Well, that does ease my conscience a bit, considering the questionable path it took to get to this point at times. <laughs> yeah, says in a bit of a hard More tone. than be brave. To be honest, the ends justified the means. <laughs> and that ended, that landed on both sides of what's right. And what is Plan Omega? We saw it in the procedure manual. We were very curious. Uh, she looks up, uh, she looks to Scrimcorn and says, that's the second fail safe. And says, Let's just say it's a good thing that it did not come to that. That's what we thought. <laughs> state secret and all that. Ah, yes. And right. she, uh... Secrets, state. Mm-hmm. Voltaire's like, no, I know what it is, because I get to see secrets. Mm-hmm. She says, innovation requires sacrifice, she says as she walks out the room. I don't like it when anyone says. Well, we're definitely not with the really good guys. That rings a strong bell. That was the. That's almost like word for word what it's what Morden said Baron on his message. What was the word? Well, he he used the word sacrifice, which is the only similarity because what he said was the path to righteousness is paved. With sacrifice. Okay. I didn't think you were going to say more than. I thought you were going to say wrath. <laughs> My bad. So, righteousness and innovation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, both of those things oh, require right. sacrifice. All right. Sacrifice um, is the path to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But it does remind Baron of that interaction with his deity. Can you yes. say that not, when you're not leaving? Which probably has stuck with him. Can you say that when you're walking out of the room ominously? <laughs> Please. Scrim takes out the staff of Shanti. Shanti? Shanti. Shanti. Oh, Shanti. <laughs> and he takes out from his pouches and, uh, and bags, he takes out some, uh, some animal skulls and some twine. And you see him get to work while he's puffing on his pipe. He takes out 
a variety of animal skulls. <clears throat> he says, we've been through a lot recently. Almost almost going through hell, or going through the servants of hell recently. It's time. It's time this staff looks like I use it. I wield it as part of this part of this crew. And he looks at Dresden as he takes out an owl skull. Ooh. A what skull? An owl, owl skull. Owl skull. And he takes out a... Uh, never mind, not the right time. You keep going. <laughs> and he uh, winds it in twine. Well, you know, where you got, like, it's the, yeah. the kind of thing. And he kind of attaches it to the top there. It becomes a totem. It becomes a totem, exactly. And uh, and he, uh, he takes out a wolf cub skull mm. and looks to his uh, to his brother. Attaches it on there. Jumping. Snoot. And, uh, and, uh, he takes out a, it's not a bear cub, but it's a small species of bear. It is definitely a bear skull. Like a dimmy bear. I mean, scream the dog. It's a desert bear. They are not very big. It is a bear skull that fits on a staff. The the sun bear. Depending on the right size of the staff. (laughs) It's a bear in the world. And he attaches on that. He attaches, he then takes out a badger skull. And he takes it out and tw- wraps it in twine and then he takes out a beaver skull mm. and begins wrapping it in twine and looks up and says, they mate for life. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. He attaches it to the staff. And then, industrious beaver. Uh, <laughs> Good beards. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then uh, takes some other Kind of like no, uh, no, no skull of, for Aurora. Bits of uh, he's going to uh, uh, no. Uh, Scrim sees you like lands at her, and he just says, "Not yet." <laughs> <laughs> actually, Aurora, could you step out of the room for a bit? Aurora, Aurora is sitting there, and she is looking excited to get to be a part of this moment. experience and this moment, and she is looking with like. A smile on her face, and like, but the smile doesn't reach her eyes, and uh, she's just like, "This is really cool. This is what a this is what like a cool group of friends do with each other." Hey, hang and on. she says, "Yeah, you, you've been uh, you've been uh, together a longer." She and Scrim have never really done anything together ever. She's so close. She's so tight with the dwarves. I don't know if she knows Oilman's last name. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Oilman is the last name? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, man. Do you know Oilman was one word? Name? I think I do. I have the script corner the last name? He has that, a, you know yeah. he does not. Yeah. Oilvane has a real name. He doesn't have an actual... I don't know if he has a last name. Oilvane was, yeah, was, a, was a nickname. That has, yeah. Yeah. Bearjaw. I, I know Bearjaw has a lot of <laughs> names. Like, it's a whole... Like, I say it all the time. <laughs> yeah, she does. Is there an Esker in there? That's yeah. her first name. Okay. I that. But she goes by her name. I mean, Aurora definitely knows Bearjaw's full name. Back again. Well, yeah, if you've been listening. It's her, it's her sense. Yeah, Bearjaw beat it into her on their first day. Don't um, remember the name, bitch. <laughs> and uh, Jim takes it and, um, and tightens them and, and maybe it takes some like old uh, like roots, like dried roots. They're kind of like rope-like and kind of wraps it around the staff so it looks a lot less like... Uh, like a bright shining sun. Like a bright shining sun. Uh, <coughs> actually, he uh, the orb. There's a glowing like orb at the top of it, 
uh, if I recall. Yeah. We had a picture. And he uh, and he wraps some of the old, like the thin roots around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still some light shining from it, but it's like from root. like a... From a root-wrapped orb. Root-wrapped orb. So it's like it's a like glowing... A jungle orb. It's a jungle orb as opposed to like a god of light kind of thing. Um, and you see him like, get it? And you see him like unapologetically do the like... <laughs> Yeah. Is it jangle? Like, does it? So yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. So the skulls are all hanging from. Yeah. It. So, so it, it makes jangles. the sound of bones like clicking around. So it's definitely so, a jungle sound. Like, you look said it would yeah. look more like without a group. Do we have a? I guess there's a bit of a skull theme. She's got her <clears throat> Bernie thing on. Well, it was a skull that represented says, each person. Oh, I got that. I was wasn't it, sure if we were doing a skull theme. He says not. <laughs> not skulls. I was like, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> No, he just start wearing skulls, people. We're all supposed to be wearing skulls. If everyone wants to do that, that's okay with me. Because skulls in the natural world are not a symbol of death. But Aurora from her pack pulls out like a little skull, like pauldron that's meant to hook onto it. She says, "I, I bought this back in High Mascar, but I felt like it wasn't time to wear it yet. But when." You know, if everyone wants to, and then she puts it back into her pack. What kind of animal skull is it? Pants. It, it is unfortunately, or is it? Not it is unfortunately uh, not a real skull. It's like a, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like ceramic. Skull. And um, so it's like a stylized. What's it modeled after? It's a stylized, <laughs> just sort of like. Scrim sees that. It's modeled after like, like a hot a topic. Skull? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scrim, Scrim sees that. Um, it's like a and he skull. and he um, immediately he doesn't come over, but he looks over and he says, <clears throat> "When it's time, <laughs> we'll get you a real one." Oil vein, uh, oh yeah, you'll wait till. Or a she, person's here. She just no. is like, no, she, her eyes stoic. go wide and she's stoic. just looking at Scrim Corn. Okay. Um, don't forget to breathe, Aurora. <laughs> <sighs> she says, it's been a stressful day. <laughs> I agree. Oil vein's been rummaging in the cart where all the belongs, and he pulls out the stuff of power with the skull on top. He's like, "Yeah, brother, yeah, I'm slick, yeah, brother, yeah." Box just sees us going hard right skull theme. And he's yeah. like, "This is happening." <laughs> I, I I cannot support this. The skull is traditionally not a not a benevolent symbol. Box is well, he says he's his cousin. It's about the unit. Says, I, uh, I, he says the amount of tattoos that I've gotten removed from my body with skulls. Quite a few. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if we're gonna advertise ourselves as sort of an organization, I don't think it should be heavily skull themed. How about just tooth themed? I did give you that nice tooth necklace. It was a very nice. Which I, I think, you are wearing, right? I think so, possibly. <laughs> Somewhere in the beard. <laughs> Box like these aren't the kind of things you can force. You kind of have to just go with it. Does he just say I think so? I mean, is he wearing it? They're just still staring. I mean, I mean, we have time. We can find it. I mean, imagine it. If I said, Eric, are you wearing that necklace I got you? And he said, I think so. I would not. Like immediately takes up necklace with the troglodyte tooth. Yeah. Yeah. Troll tusk, of course. You got some monster of some kind. I have to write it down. Also, Greg, I rolled a 19 on my fake tracks into the fire door. <laughs> you mean back in the Sunless Citadel? No, in Kunjakar. Right yeah. after. 
right after I got the troglodyte tooth. It's in chronological order. Made a note. Oil vein. Tickle corn is the password. The dirt tooth. Oh yeah. Cool. yeah I, cool. I did not make a note of that next. Oh, oh, well. Baron, I think Baron has it, but I don't think he would. He, he would keep pocket. it, but I don't think would he would regularly wear it. It wouldn't be like around his neck. No. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's it's a it's a symbol. Like it's a you know. It's okay. And he, he carries okay. a symbol. Some people yeah. care more about their yeah. aesthetic than their friends. That's okay. Want... <laughs> it's in a pouch that he blessed to like ward off evil spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Just put that in there. I keep it in this Faraday box. <laughs> I'm a little worried. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's keep going. So. um... So yeah, so yeah, the bedrolls are made up to sleep in this facility. Baron uh, puts out the sort of glowing orb, glowing floating orb in lieu of a campfire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't light a campfire in here, it would yeah. be deadly. No, no, for sure. There's no ventilation as we establish it in this room. <laughs> I could not see it. <coughs> Since it uh, sort of feels like we're camping out in here. In a dark room. This is great. So, so comfortable. He used, used, like, used it up. I healed. Okay. He pulled it out dramatically and put a bunch of skulls out. Yeah, he already used it all. He used it on Baron. No, he was motioning awesome. it like he was like. Yeah, 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 okay. That's what it I did. Looks again. good to me. He did have the healing spirit out for a while. Too. All right. No, no. So, I, I was at one. I use that, and I use the hit dice, and I'm still not top top. Yeah, I'm no more healing spirits. The fatigue is heavy on all of you from this long day. It's uh, it's it's late afternoon. It's early to it's early to crash. But uh, does what's anyone is anyone doing anything notable for the remaining time here? You're in this little facility room, kind of stuck in here. Makes notes, goes through his research, goes back to his. Descriptions and rubbings of the original confession and everything. It's just looking over it all, making sense of the new information they got. Baron wanders around this place and looks at all the things and all the random doodads and things that he doesn't quite understand. He's poking around in all the He's poking around and looking at stuff, and mm-hmm. it's very foreign. But he occasionally finds. Glimmers of uh, he finds little bits of familiarity uh, yeah. beyond just like he knows what a desk and a chair is. Like, yeah. but even among the sort of arcane doodads, <laughs> there's you know, there's things that he's familiar with, and occasionally, occasionally, he finds something purely dwarven. Give me an idea of something uh, like uh, thinking like a like a, a, like a tool or a or, or a stein. Yeah, like find a dwarven stein. Just yeah, like I think it, on it, one of the desks. It's really easy also to think like, oh, underground life. Like we don't live underground, right? So we're just like, oh, being underground is its own thing, but there's not a lot of distinctions between underground life. Subterranean life is as varied as life on the surface. And yeah. there is just many components to like dwarven life underground that is specifically tailored for them. Some of those are aesthetic, but some of them are like entirely practical. Like dwarves have like an incredible amount of stone sense. Like, that is something that they were created by Moradin with a sense for the rock around them, where it exists, and how it feels. And so they create, like, their, the structure of their architecture is something that leans into this racial trait. And you see stones that you walk on, and these stones help you have contact with the earth around you and enhance the stone sense of a dwarf. 
These are things that are racially built. Like, the sidewalks that dwarves make helps them have a better feel for the earth under it and the world around them. Just enhances their natural sense for, for, for that ground. And to have some of these stones laid into the floor here is entirely strange. It makes zero sense compared to everything we've seen over these past weeks. Yeah. So there's like like actual like dwarven crafted four dwarves. Yeah, if you four were not dwarves. a dwarf, it would do nothing for you. There's like a little patch of area in one area. There's a dwarven stein on the desk there. Maybe she's like a bit of a dwarven it's like the like Francophile or something ophile. <laughs> it's like she's like a dwarfophile. I mean she said that she had collaborated Cultural. with with Arinda. Yeah. 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 Well, she said that she had collaborated with uh, Arinda. <laughs> so they had a very strong relationship. <clears throat> I do feel like for Mock, there would be some... Like, it's a, f- a science, scientific facility. They well, have, like, things that can craft for precision. Mock, it's a little bit too. different. So he, he has his downtime now, and he starts... He starts kind of, like, you know, just cutting some gems. This is, like, a downtime activity. It's, like, doodling almost. He always has a few in his pouch, always has a few tools. But he, just, he can't bring himself to. It's just, there's, there's, there's no satisfaction. It's, it's a rare moment where it's just, it, it doesn't at all grab his attention. So, he kind of sets that aside. And he's just, he's, he's letting, he's letting time pass. And he's just, he's, he's thinking, he's thinking about, like, how frustrated he is that the clan has gotten played. Adric has gotten played. It's one thing if Adric was a bad egg. Clan justice, you know, keeping it kind of within the family. But the fact now that there's, like, this other bad actor outside and that, like, the dwarves of poison that's really kind of stuck in his craw in kind of a big way. But even, like, beyond that, like, his thoughts begin to wander and, like, takes one more step back and goes over and grabs... She left a gem. Yeah, yeah, actually, she, her, the like, gem. attitude here is, like, the gem, gem, she just mm. left it out, and, like, she gave the little machine, she's, like... So he grabs his, his ale, and he goes over, kind of, to a place that is off to one side, but by no means, like, secluded or, like, only for him. It's just, a big room. He just gets some space, and he lays out an array of items, and he puts the gem, he puts the hammer of all souls... And he puts the lance, the infernal lance that he took mm. off of the Hell Rider, and he just sits there contemplating. And its flame, its like flame, has dulled significantly. And he sits there like contemplating these things, like the make of these items. Compared, and he has kind of head shaver off to one side, and there's just like there's so many like arcane artifacts in this group, like the wands, and uh, you know. The uh, yeah, like the dig, the dig globe orb, like the, the fireplace. But he has these three items here, and he's sitting there, and he's just continuing to contemplate, like he has these past weeks. He invites one or two to come over and participate in a circle. You start to just kind of like feel the aura, the presence. And Mach begins to talk a little bit about his suspicions that just the creation of these items is an entirely different magic. It's not about like finding the right formula or the right calculation. We've all seen Essen kind of move his fingers in these intricate ways and kind of pluck at the weave in like it's almost like musical savant way. This is just like a much more kind of like deep and personal, like it's really about grabbing at the essence of life and of a being and you just sense like the hellish nature of this lance, like literally something that inherently banishes souls to, he- to hell. 
and you see the, the the hammer of all souls, like a collection of you know powers that we don't even understand. Is it is it is it Morden's soul? Is it the soul of the uh, of the Morden Salmon, the pantheon of dwarven gods? There's a powerful dwarven hero that powers this weapon. It's unknown, but like there's clearly a sense that it is the it is the essence of powerful individuals, of beings that is behind the force that can allow this sort of creation to exist. And you turn towards the the, the, the gem, this 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 this, this infernal gem brought from the pool of souls. And you sense there's this there's this strange Venn diagram that you kind of even just sense as these powers sit close to one another and they're so distinct yet there's this common point of feel as they just pull at our powerful souls, souls that are growing exponentially and together. And there's just this kind of feeling that Mock has and Mock has lost it. He's bathing in it but also like but also but also kind of like connected with it in a way and and he his 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 own his own feel for for the tooling and the, the creation of objects is somehow tied up into this 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 theme that he sees rolling towards him and he just he sits he sits meditating with them and he drinks and he invites the party and there's this there is there is this again if how do you poison a race like the dwarves how is it possible that a gem here and a gem there percolates to all all dwarves in all places. It is this real connection of, of beings and, and some of that is felt here in like this circle with these items as as there's a sense that there's a connection between the characters here and, and that what what affects one might bleed into another. And and, and that happens over over the course of, of minutes and maybe hours. What's Bearjaw doing? Mm, part of it is, these hours. is um, participating in this thing that Mok has going on. Um, that is a powerful soul. It's a trance. The, it is a trance. Yeah. But um, she also occupies herself um, by uh, crafting in her own way. Um, she takes out a like a pouch from her like bags, her many, many bags. Um, and it's just this, like, really, um, just awful-looking, kind of dark, really dark gray powder. Um, and it, it's vaguely sulfuric in scent. And she sets to work creating an ink out of it. As she has with other things like bone char and things like that, and she takes that and uh, doesn't do anything with it immediately. But she, you know, she sets her little tiny, like heat source and like whatever doesn't cause uh, the whole room to fill up with smoke. Bunsen burner. Yeah, her tiny little Bunsen burner. She she figures something out, um, maybe with the help of of Dristan, who is very esteemed in this regard. And uh, yeah, so she makes like a tiny little. Vials worth, like maybe a, yeah, a few tablespoons of, and it gets dark. It gets like really, really dark in that vial, and there's almost like little flecks of, like emberish kind of something in there as well. By the time she's done with it, and she just pockets that. Cool. <clears throat> uh, oil vein. He uh, he lets out snoot. To like run around the facility. Oh, I should I should yeah. say just in case uh, uh, that when the security measures lifted, 
the block on the sort of dimensional. So you're you in, in those of you with that sort of innate ability, like you feel it. Anga, um, Anga like the connection yeah. to your familiar is the most obvious of this group, most likely. But just that that's that's the case. So go ahead, keep going. Uh, yeah, oil vein lets out Snoot to run around, and uh, so you see this little tiny shadow <laughs> that occasionally stops and looks at each of you, and then like, but just goes around, relieves himself in various corners of the facility. So just like shadow pee. Uh, yeah, it's just it's the shadow of the tree of the earth. Yeah, you see uh-huh. the shadow. It's on the wall. You can see the 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 tunnel. <laughs> The, the globe casts the shadow of a stream of pee, <laughs> yeah. and there's clearly the shadow of pee on the wall. Yeah. But there's no pee. Just, just an absence of light, so but as, as so it dries... I think that's way worse than a dog peeing in your room. Yeah. Like he's, it does smell like pee. Because you need to clean it up with a shadow sponge. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have one. All right, keep going. Keep going. Uh, an oil vein tries to rehearse some of the questions he wants to ask Tychicus Vigua, but it makes him really nervous, and then like he gets this kind of feeling of anxiety to the point where the deep speech inside of his head starts to get louder and louder, and then so he just... He's just like, he says, fuck it, and then he goes to Scrimcorn and he just starts, he smokes up with his brother to, to try to calm the nerves. Uh, to calm the nerves. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I guess there's a, maybe whatever, whatever various questions they have. He comments about the, the strange sterile quality of this facility, that it's very unnatural. It's not scary or, or otherworldly. I'm like, <laughs> scared. But he, he tends to like fixate on the He's fact scared. that sta- like, there's He's a room weird. where they're standing in a very low pile, tight knit carpet, and he's never seen anything what like this before. What is this? Is this is so. Who would do like, this? Who would put a weaving on the ground? Just of fibers. It's cushiony, but I can't really see. It feels, it feels clean and dirty what, at the same time. Is, yeah, what is it? Never really gets that clean. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, he sees Snoop pooping on it. <laughs> like I said, of course. Never that. Of course. That's never going to come out. Always know it was there. I think that would stain a stone. It's just gonna, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Darkness. It's gonna stain it with darkness forever. It's never gonna come out. They're gonna have to like take it all out. Put a rug on it. Stop it, it's no bad boy. And that's yeah, that's pretty much him. And he's, I mean, essentially, he's kind of trying to avoid. He knows that answers are very close, but. Part of him wants to not necessarily think about Rush it too much that. because yeah. of the anxiety. I like it. And Scrim doesn't push him, he just kind of like relaxes that. with his brother. <laughs> Drewston. He's got his tent tipped off. Mm. Oh, Drewston's in his tent go through his notes. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. already, you did already explain. Drewston's is <coughs> intent. Intent. Strong intent. Scrim. Scrim is uh, Chillum's brother, and after a bit of a pause, have a, a long gap where they're just kind of relaxing. Um, he says, <clears throat> The wolf skull is not because of Snoot, it's because you're a lone wolf looking for a pack. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Scrim looks satisfied with himself. <laughs> like I do. Oh. I'm bad. He always says he's brother. <laughs> That's now. You'll have to excuse me now. This room is a bit cramped. And he just goes to one of the corners of the room. <laughs> and uh, it looks like he's on timeout. And he puts down his little sensor uh, disc, which uh, you guys... Uh, 
maybe don't always see, but uh, he just heats that up with heat metal and then puts on some of the some of the stuff. No oh, no source of flame cool. there. Um, and uh, and it's he tries to make basically a, a not not too much of the stuff from from that kind of like auspicious pouch. So like his nicest pouch he has, he takes out some of that stuff and it burns. You keep saying stuff, but you can a little just um, like. Well, it, in case you someone doesn't know what you're talking about, leaves, it's, it is the material oh, that is oh, that has been. My, my only thing was you were doing a little bit of storytelling, assuming oh, that gotcha. everyone knows what you're talking about. Just a right. little, so he has a, a sensor, more. and he has a very nice pouch. I guess part of it was that I didn't know what a sensor was. Go, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think like they swing around in like Catholic churches. Uh, oh, right, for burning no, some. It's swearing. like a little. It's little. Okay, I get you. It's how he burns. So the more educated we're following you, it's how he burns his incense when it's. Going to be either a group thing or especially right. when he's communing right. with the witches. And he has a particular pouch he always uses when communing with the witches. And what that stuff is that he takes out of that, that mix is unknown to the group. Of course. That's a proprietary uh, mix. It's not been said what that is. Of course. And it's not clear if it's something he's been harvesting. The camera doesn't see it. Or if right. it's been something that he has had since the Mirror of Dead Men. I take back my criticism because clearly stuff. Is exactly all that anyone knows. He's got a lot of stuff, so that's fair to clear. I would refer to it as stuff. As his stuff. Um, The others, everything else he he burns, I'll usually talk about like where it's, you know, what kind of material it is, if it's a root or a moss or a fungus or something like that. This one seems to be. Baby toast. He hasn't talked about it. It's all baby toast. These are all baby toast. (laughs) Just the tips. Um, And and, uh, burns that in there. And. Begins kind of inhaling and mumbling to himself, kind of like when someone like talks in their sleep, not full sentences, but it's just the like the suggestion um, of yeah. Words. Because uh, his brother has been around when he's communing with the witches, but the, well, who's the Gru has not. He just kind of and and um, I don't want to put it in my butt. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he <laughs> breathes that in, um, hoping to try to. Contact the witches. <laughs> it's just a witch hotline. Can you hold? Four ninety nine a minute. Uh. It's a hold. Yes. It's a little more upbeat than I was expecting. But it's clearly jungly. It's stealthy, creepy. Distinctly. Sounds like Stardew Valley witches or something. <laughs> we can uh, we can start we can start with this. Uh, Scrimcorn falls into this state that you've all seen him fall into. Who is watching Scrimcorn when this happens? Like who's like like stops to take notice or is just like Scrimcorn's doing Scrimcorn shit? Uh, Depends on the timing. Like this is something. Did you participate in the mock? Uh, Who would come over and just kind of? Then, yeah. then, then let's say this is after that. Yeah, it's after and that. so Scrim has specifically been ex- or mock has specifically been excluded from these things. Like he hasn't seen you ever do this. Yeah. You specifically sought your own private counsel, and now you don't have that option. And so, so he is absolutely going to gather a little data on his, his buddy Scrim, <laughs> and maybe sidles on over. Maybe Scrimcorn is just like. Smoke. Grimcorn is just like in a complete trance, like unreachable. I want to go a quick round around the table. We don't, have a, we don't have a ton of time, so we're going to keep these like really short. This is a long distance for Scrimcorn to commune with the witch, <coughs> like, further than he's ever been. 
not only all the way across the world, but now down in the Underdark as well. So separated both by the surface Underdark separation and the entire continent. Um, so this is, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of wandering for the consciousness, for the mind, for however this magic works, which none of us, Unclear. including me, knows how it works. Um, Fucking A. Who wants to uh, start? Who's got a little, uh, oh, go, go ahead. The vision comes in, and it is sudden and abrupt as he sees two giant heads, one purple, one blue, just screaming at each other, wordlessly, just, ah, as their open mouths, inches from each other, spittle, flying into each other's faces as just screams never-ending. So are they whose faces are they? Are they just <laughs> neutral faces? That's it. Uh. And Scrimcorn leaves the vision because who would want to go deeper? Who uh, want to go uh. Like I want that experience in VR now, like that exact thing. Alright, who's got Plain a good one next? Dirt field extending in all directions as far as I can see. No topography whatsoever. Infinitely flat and just just dirt. Dirt and dust. And then all of a sudden a rumbling as a collection of maybe 20 boulders, mostly spherical, but with, ri- with, with some texture, come into veal, and then they start to hop. And a rhythm starts playing. <laughs> and there's, there starts to be patterns and cadences. And you get caught up on the, uh, on the melody and, and, and kind of excited, brought up emotionally by this until smash cut. <laughs> Um, the field opens at the center into a sinkhole, basically, and all of the boulders start to roll down into this, and changing the actual plane of, of, like, gravity as you are also pulled down into this deep pit, uh... Into free fall, and in that you kind of see these giant boulders kind of going down at different speeds, and as the hole above becomes smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, until it's just a pinpoint, and then you suddenly realize you're actually laying in a vast body of water, and you're looking up at a single star in the sky, and it's just water in every direction, and a black sky, and a single star. Um, you see the silhouette of a, uh, a, a shadowy figure, uh, but then you see the surface of the shadowy figure is, is shiny and somewhat uh, uh, opalescent, I guess, and, uh, and it begins to grow bl- brighter with, uh, as it becomes apparent that there's a wall of fire approaching it, and as the wall of fire overcomes the shadowy figure, it starts to fade and uh, burn away into the shape of a large wolf-like creature. And, and it cuts. To Justin. <laughs> just sitting in his tent, <laughs> reading a book. You're like, whoa, this is weird. Scream! Scream! This is a tent! Scrim has come out of his <laughs> state. Oh! <laughs> I stumbled in the wrong door. Uh, I'm in my room. Right, you hear the wolf howl. Keep the energy. <laughs> and then, from the starry field above, you see what at first seems like an asteroid, 
but you see it's white, the long tail to giant sperms crashes into the primordial ocean. From the foamy waves crawl a thousand babies onto the beach, and as they all start running, they start growing into children, into adults as they climb over hills and through forests, turning to old men who start just falling down and crawling, pulling at the earth, and then they shout, Pointing at the sky where another giant white asteroid is crashing down towards them. It's <coughs> <laughs> so stressful. And then, bear with me because these are some new trip, tracks man. I haven't actually listened to. I need to see if they work. Bear with me. Oh. Bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bear bear skin. Two upbeat. Hang on. So, so stout oh, and fuzzy. It's not work. His beard. Yeah, no, yeah. beard. Does that beard go like all the way down? <laughs> Let me hear it for a second. This works. Nice beard. Peppers. All the good bits. I'm liking it. And then Scrim finds himself falling. Falling like the meteor. To land, splash into the swamp that he's all too familiar with. Breathe deep. <coughs> and standing around a huge chest high cauldron are the three witches. One dark, ebony skin, one bald. As a baby that's born bald, because a lot of babies aren't bald. Uh, <laughs> bald is a, a bald baby. Bald, bald is a cue baby, ball. A lot of babies are bald, though. That works. Bald is a cue ball. Bald is a baby. Bald is a baby's butt. Mm. And bald, uh, bald is a bald, bald head. <laughs> and and a man, a man witch, standing shoulder length. Hair, all of them staring at Scrimcorn as he gets up on all fours, having fallen in this brackish. He gets up water. on all fours? Yeah, he was laying oh, prone and he got up on all fours. was still a dog or something. No, no, no. Uh, Scrimcorn, says the dark skinned one. He, uh, he's after getting. You out. have come to us. What news do you report? He stands and then, and then uh, kneels. It has been so long, says the boy witch. He says he has failed in his quest. <laughs> says the Scrim boy. says, he says, I fear I have. He says, I have found record, uh, uh, Deepamaskari. Recording that I was able to to feel and, and relive. It was the death of Snowbane. They uh <laughs> the witches, while you were saying this, have stopped looking at you, and one of them grabs something from somewhere on their body and some sort of lizard and drops it into the cauldron as it then <laughs> bubbles and smoke pours up from it, or steam, or some sort of Smoky steam. vapor, <laughs> and uh, they're like listening with almost like passive interest, and says, he found a record, says the dark-skinned one, 
I will. I will still search. I will still search to find the remains of Snowbane, or the resurrected form, if she was so lucky. But my path, I think, takes the me remains. Down. Says the uh, boy witch as he starts striding over to Scrimcorn, and then in a moment he's standing right there in front of him. The remains. Scrim like averts his eyes and uh, and says, "I watched her die." Betrayed by a Deepamaskari who had a hunger for power or knowledge. He looks back to uh, he looks back to the dark-skinned witch and says, and says he thinks like a mortal, and the uh, dark-skinned witch. Immediately, she just looks over, and the moment she's looking at Scrimcorn, she is standing beside him and says, He does not understand. <laughs> and then the bald witch is standing behind him. <laughs> I will continue, continue searching. You think like a mortal, says the boy witch. He says, I can only understand a little bit. Think not of the flesh. Think it is the god spark we want. The flesh does not matter. The body is irrelevant. Seek not the body. Find the spark. I will find this, this spark. He does not understand. He does not understand. He does not understand. He says, he says, I, he says, I am surrounded by those. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am surrounded by those. The greater understanding of these cosmic events. I think there is one who has helped myself and my companions who might know something about Snowbane and some kind of god spark. Um, I may have to curry more favor with those I travel with as they are close to to learning as they are close to <coughs> another chapter in their journey but we have the bald witch who had not spoken up till now from behind says curry favor curry favor <laughs> he says this this task has taken me to places that I cannot traverse alone. But, but with the help of those who I've been traveling with for the past few months, I will be able to find this god spark. Who are these that you speak of? Says the dark-skinned witch. 
He has taken in with mortals. He says, they are those who also believe they are all, they are those <clears throat> and, he, and he's, he stammers and he's nervous. Yeah, we heard you stammer, man. <laughs> Bald witch steps around and says, is it this? And she slams her fist down in the air and as, and as her fist comes down, Scrimcorn's staff appears oh. in her hand as she slams it to the ground. These skulls clattering and says, what is the meaning of this? As she holds the staff sideways, holding <laughs> the skulls up to his face. Um. Is this, they are, they are tokens of, of those who I have traveled with. A group not, not faithful to, to you, of course, but whose abilities I have used in exchange the for my help. The boy grabs one of the skulls in his hand. He grabs. D6, roll it. I need. I need to no, give me one of. The, say one of your ones. I can't remember them all. Roll it. Uh, wolf, badger. Oh, uh, the owl. The, the owl. Grabs the owl skull and just squeezes it as it explodes with the powder and says, "Worship not others." As the dark skin rich grabs another one of the skulls, a bear skull. It was a bear skull. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna roll for each one. A tiny bear. Grabs the tiny bear skull and crushes it in his hand and no, no, in her hand. And she says, "These anchors will hold you back." Because I thought we taught you better," says the bald witch. And he kind of, he stammers a little bit and he says, an, an exchange of favors has proved valuable in serving you. These are not simply favors, <laughs> says the bald witch, as she takes three more of the skulls in her hand and crushes them into powder and says, friendship is a lie. It will hold you back. <laughs> it will keep you from us. Very nice. He says, You forget your mission. Shall we send another? Are you unworthy? I, I can. I can complete my mission. He says, Snowbane, the god spark. Find it. Find the body in which it resides. Consider it does the swamp of water rises up around him and engulfs above his head. And as he tries to move his arms to like tread above it, it does not work as the water rises up and up and up. And then he finds his face against the cold concrete, actually, this the dwarven stone uh, tile on the floor of this place. Tastes like dwarven feet. <laughs> Baron sitting in one of the rolling chairs nearby, staring at him. Just <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of, like, foam in his mouth, and he just kind of... Uh, 
All uh, right there, Scrim. Scrim uh, says, uh, and we'll continue next week. I'm just waiting for that. The extra, like, That's the so supporting actors in that scene were, were amazing. So music that was so, so good. good. <laughs> and the supporting actors in Prophecy were incredible. <laughs> the song ended up being. Oh, picture, uh, picture fucking perfect. I also like that. I feel like this really represents how people are feeling. Like this last chunk of gameplay is like we're underground. We're getting the information. We're getting the information we wanted, but it's all really bad. It's really <laughs> bad news. We just fought devils. No one's tapped out. Too. And it's like, hey, give give Scrim some visions, and none of them were like psychedelic. They're all just like screaming faces, drowning, qualifier. <laughs> you're falling. You're falling. You're falling. Man, I gave you some like, some, like rolling boulder bongos. Yeah, it was nice. That was the nicest thing, and it was immediately turned dark. Really dark. Look, I'm just saying, like, we basically had like a month and a half of just beating and getting beaten up by devils, and now it's like, talk about your character, but in a small <laughs> containment chamber. <laughs> like, it was such hey, a distillation. Hey, it was a reduction of You guys of take RP. all the time you need <clears throat> in this shoebox. shoebox. <laughs> if you go outside this facility, you will die. I just Don't worry, it. I got your stuff from your safe house, so you're safe here. 